You're listening to the Gilded Flasks presentation of The Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e live play campaign. I'm Anne, I play Kala Lalakat, and on behalf of the entire cast, I'd like to welcome you to this audio-only podcast adventure. Or why not check out the adventure live every Saturday on twitch.tv slash thegildedflask. We're really excited you're here, and let the adventure begin! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gilded Flask, where adventure is never far. Happy New Year! Good to see you guys again. We've been away for a couple of weeks, but it's good to be back. My name is Barry, and I will be your Dungeon Master for this session. I'm joined with three wonderful people. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Anne, and I play Carla Lalakat, the Inquisitive College of Spirits Bird. Hello, I'm Daniel. I play John, the Human Puppet of Midnight. And I'm Marissa. I play Casario, the ASMR Twilight Cleric. Uh, if you have never visited our place before, welcome in. Good to see you. If you are live with us on Twitch right now, good to see you. Great. Hang out in chat. Also hang out in our Discord. We will be there during the break to talk with you guys. If you are not live with us, you can follow us on YouTube. Or if you uh, are on the go, you can also listen to us uh, through your favorite podcast channels because we post our recordings live to uh, YouTube. We post them to uh, all the big podcast uh, networks. So... You can find us basically wherever. Um, but if you want to follow us live, get to our Twitch channel. Oh, yes. Um, we have a whole lot of people that are being awesome and helping us in one way or another. And if you want to check out who all those people are, then uh, please check below the video on YouTube or stick with us until the break where we will list all the people that are currently sponsoring and or helping us make create and creating this awesome content. And with that, let's head into the tale. Tell me, do you like ghost stories? I've been investigating people vanishing mysteriously into the night, never to return. It looks like I've found out where they've been. Good evening. <laughs> I don't like this place. The air feels heavier. Did you hear that? What do you mean he's watching? In this place, nothing is what it seems. from an ancient land. There's no time for this. What are you looking for? This place has taken my father and my mother. It will not have me. We gotta move. Now. Oh, I do love a good mystery. Barovia is mine, and so are you. Ah, 
such a wonderful intro. For the first time this year, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Not that I said it like already 30 times last year or something. <laughs> what an amazing intro made by our very own Casario. You did such an amazing job. Thank you so much for making that. It's so cool. <laughs> All right. So where were we last time? And you guys are going to have to help me a little bit because it's been a couple of weeks. Um, but last time uh, you guys were over in the Abbey, right? You started in the Abbey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have looked around a little bit over there. Uh, you have found a companion that is now traveling with you, Esmeralda Davenir, uh, who is also doing some uh, investigation and research on uh, Strad and his, uh, his movements and his plans. And she uh, talked with you guys and you decided to join forces, so she's traveling with you right now. Uh, she is looking for her master, her teacher, um, so uh, that is something that she said is, is important to her. Um, you talked with the abbot over in the abbey who has helped uh, Casariel to get rid of her lycanthropy that she uh, accidentally uh, caught. <laughs> it's like a common Oops. cold, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, can... Oops, that, that's Barovia. It happens to everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, that's Barovia, right? You don't catch a common cold. You just get lycanthropy. That's like the lowest here. <laughs> <laughs> um, after all that, you left the abbey and you traveled uh, to the uh, old wizard tower, which Esmeralda told you uh, was also used by her old teacher as a base of operations. You scoured the tower, you found a couple of interesting uh, things, a couple of books. You found a talking um, bust statue uh, called Busty, uh, who can talk about languages and knowledge and stuff that you haven't really used him just yet because he has barely met him. the but gift of far-seeing as well uh yeah to a degree agreed <laughs> so you decided to take him with you so he's currently You're in frightened. your bag of mm-hmm. you put him in a bag of holding right yeah he's hanging out with bagman at the moment yeah so <laughs> he's he's hanging out like <laughs> you're just you're just chugging along with the zoo in your back like <laughs> <clears throat> a medicine menagerie Mm-hmm. And you found some interesting um, hints and scribblings in the top of the tower made, presumably, by Rudolf, uh, which is the teacher of Esmeralda. The teacher himself, however, was not there. You then decided to travel on to Valaki to go to the Blue Water Inn to meet up with Casario's mom, as was promised to you through a letter. And when you came to Velaki and you went to where the Blue Water Inn once was, you were shocked to see that the Blue Water Inn was no more. Instead, another building was erected there. Or rather, the building is still the same, but the decorations are a little different. No longer fitting, you know, fittingly called the Blue Water Inn. Apparently, the place is now called the Sanguine Inn. And as you approach the area, you notice that the fences and the front of the building's decorations are all in red, and that the one thing that you can see everywhere are roses. Mm. Place looks definitely different, but it kind of reminds you of something. And from there, it's up to you. Looks like our friend Ernst is moving up in the world. 
Kyla's going to tap Esther on the shoulder. Wait, Esther? Esther's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, Esmeralda? Esther. Esther. No, she's going to tap him on the shoulder. Esther, darling. Esther. <clears throat> Esther, and yes. Mm-hmm. Can we have John back just for this little bit, please? I'll owe you a favor. I'll take a back seat for a moment and step in if I'm needed. Have your puppet back. Are we back at the Rose? It seems to be the same management, different building, however. Smells funny. Mm. I am. And in John's head, Carol will message... We're going to see Casario's mom, so I just thought it would be better if you were here for her. Try to fight him off if he comes back. Uh, I'll try. I haven't really figured out how. Uh, yeah. I'll work on that. Um, anyway, uh. You guys look up and see Casario, and she's just... Standing still, staring at this door. Like, you don't see Casario scared very often. She looks terrified. Casario, how are, uh, are you feeling? Hmm? What? what? What do you mean? I'm fine. Well, we've come all this way. We've... This, this is it. This is what we came here for. Yeah, I know. What are you, what are you waiting for? Why are you guys being so slow? Come on, let's go. And she'll just start like walking to the door. I glance over at Carla. I give him a nod to follow closely with her and kind of hang back a little bit with Esmeralda. We'll follow in your footsteps and she will murmur under, his, under her breath. This looked a lot different than last time I was here. Like I said, new management, it seems. Well, at least it looks pretty. Mm. I'll As you get Casario. closer to the door, is Casario also coming? Yep, I'm definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> As you get closer to the door, uh, you notice that there is a bouncer standing outside, and he looks at the four of you, and he says, uh, "Party four, we're here to smell the roses." <laughs> That's the other establishment. Um, this is a classy place. Yep, four is perfect. Mm. It's going to be standing room then. Most of the tables are filled. If you're okay with that, go on in. All right. <clears throat> We're here to meet someone. I look over at Kasaril again. Everyone's here to meet someone. Fair enough. You open the large cherry wooden doors, and as you do, you are greeted with the smell of a fine establishment, alcohol, roses, and a thick smoke. And as you smell that, you also hear music. 
The place itself definitely looks a lot different than last time you guys were here. Give me one second while I also reveal that. I need to draw a little box around that. <laughs> Here's some the smooth jazz. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys like the music. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's very That's a distinct Dutch feeling to it. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> Ooh. The establishment has changed quite a bit. <clears throat> the, uh, the Blue Water Inn wasn't exactly a rundown bar by any means, but it was a bar bar inn. You know, with lots of tables to accommodate many people. A large bar that was kept relatively clean. And a lot of patrons just minding their own business and drinking. The Sanguine Inn right now looks more like a nightclub. Where a couple of grand tables are hosting people that are wearing their finest. Drinking expensive drinks bought from a very tiny bar in the corner of the room. You see seating areas with pillows. And you see that the place is completely packed with faces new and old. The place is booming. Uh, you said there's a there's a bar that's visible. Yeah, it's a very small bar uh, that is uh, like in the uh, western part of the room, like behind a wall. Uh, the wall is like a trellis, so you can see through it. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go straight to the bar. I bet I, I don't know where it is on the map though. Oh, it's the. Um, Hang on, let me just walk Esmeralda over there as well because she can use the drink too. I'm scanning the crowd for Salisario or uh Beautiful. There you go. Strahd. Uh roll me a perception check. Oh, um <clears throat> that That was a hefty dice roll. <laughs> three turned into a six. Yeah. <laughs> So, I heard like a boulder falling yeah. over there. Really? Is my, yeah. my wonder? Is my microphone too loud? No, it isn't. But that sounded really funny. I just rolled a three again, just just to test the sound. But no, oh, okay, two threes. <laughs> but anyway, I got a six. So you see a lot of faces, but nothing that you immediately recognize. A couple of people that you think you know, but you're not sure. Uh, Car Carla, where's uh. Carla? Trying to keep track the strongest of thing you have would be, I say to the um, the uh, the dwarven lady that you might recognize from in the sanguine rose, looks over at you. She says, "Uh, what strongest? <laughs> That'd be me, honey. No, um, I yeah, we have strongest then. I got some dragon spirits. You want that? Three, three dragon spirits. Wonderful. Three gold. I give her three gold." And she hands you John, three you, tiny you shots. Something? Did uh, you did you want something? I where and Kazar will just one, two, three slams them. <laughs> Where's all three of them? Carla. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this place is too crowded. Okay. <laughs> um I roll me a constitution saving throw on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh, that's a um, 19 plus saving throw? Uh, yeah. 21. Wow, okay. Ooh. You you're a tiger. <laughs> you can you can take him. Yeah, I'm a tiger. Right. I can take it. <laughs> so she's doing that. I say, uh, Esmeralda, keep an eye on her. She's she's got she's pretty good at this, but like, keep an eye on her. I'm gonna go look for Carla. Where did uh, she go? Okay. Carla is going to cast invisibility. <laughs> kind of as they enter the door, she's going to see Casario make like a straight shot towards the bar. 
and John do the same. And she's going to turn invisible as they're kind of moving with their like cloaks billowing her small form. She'll try to very sneakily do that. They don't notice. I will show your token about this with a little invisibility logo. That's funny. Um, And what she's going to do is she's going to do a lap at the bar and try to listen in on interesting topics of conversation, any gossip she can pick up, any little tidbits of that information. She's wandering around trying to listen in on that. All right. As you go to, uh, as you go over there, you hear a lot of familiar voices. Uh, You notice that Anaconda is over here as you pass her by. Uh, who is just basically talking smack with like it's just it's a very raunchy discussion that's happening over at this table mm-hmm. um, a little further away towards the bar um, you pass a very familiar voice that is talking about his latest exploits with this one blonde girl from Volaki it's a uh, it's, it's your bow from a couple of nights ago absolutely which one oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That is fair. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of like passing around, just kind of trying to, yeah, anything interesting basically is what I'm trying to pick up in terms of gossip or like information. If if you pass by John, you're hearing, have you seen a little, uh, she, well, she's not a little girl. She's, <laughs> she's, um, uh, and that's. She's going to, if she, yeah, as she's like passing him, hearing him, like, do you see Carla? She's going to like give him a little like poke and then continue on. Uh, can I just quickly do a, uh, a quick check? And we're back. And we're back. Hello. <laughs> Sorry for that. All right. Continue. Yep. So <clears throat> I am going to be looking around for any information, gossip. If mm-hmm. I can't get any, then that's okay. Um, give me um, give me two investigation checks, separate ones. Oh. I got two ideas, so give me two. Got two of them. You know what? I'm actually so happy whenever I roll a natural one because I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Not that lucky though, apparently. <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> okay. So I have four plus eight is twelve, and then I have a twenty-two. All right. So. In most places, it's just idle gossip, people flirting with each other. There's like there's a relatively pleasant atmosphere here. Like, it's it kind of reminds you of the Sanguine Rose. Like whoever is running this place, they're doing a pretty good job. Um, however, if you uh, as you get close to the table where you are right now, um, you do catch one thing, which is a couple of people looking over their shoulder at the singer who is currently on stage behind you, and you hear them say. You wouldn't think that she is the way she looks right now, right? Like, it's amazing how well she can hide the fact that, well, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Carla is going to kind of snake closer to her then. And okay. um, really, like... But she's going to... Oh, God. Well, I mean, if I do another spell, that'll drop concentration. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think she's just gonna like hang out here and see, like, look for any like suspicious activity with this woman. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do, and let the others kind of continue on until I'm needed. All right, uh, roll me one more dice for perception. Ooh. 
Okay, that is two, 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 16. The lady that is currently singing has a very silky, smoky kind of voice. The kind of voice that you would hear right now and that is like in this, you know, very like fitting in this establishment. She's wearing a very form-fitting black dress, uh, which is really like showing her body and it's a sight to behold for sure. From the angle where you are standing right now, you can see both sides of her body. And one thing you do notice, like off the cuff, it's hard to notice, but when you stare, you might catch a bit of it, is that right near her lower end of her body, there's a very, very slight protrusion under her dress. Almost as if she has a very small tail or something. It's hard to tell, but... Interesting. Alright. Okay, a tailed woman is not that bad in comparison to what we've seen recently. Um, yeah, so if that's all that I can kind of make out, I'll like kind of context clues do that. And um, I will pass back along this way. Um, <laughs> like as I'm passing through like a, a curtain with a flourish, I will become visible again and pop right up next to John. Awesome. I can't find her and something keeps poking me. Uh... Can I, can I have one of those, Kasari? Oh, you drank it. Oh. Hi. Uh, hi. I'll take the shot that John was going to take. <laughs> Drink it. Founder, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you for that. Three more, please. What was your name? Uh, the You asked it from the lady at the bar? At the bar? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Torga. We've met before, right? Sanguine Rose. Your weapons, I'm so right? sorry. Of course we did. Yes, of course we did. I just couldn't. I knew your name was beautiful. I just couldn't remember what it was. Toga. Yes, three more, mm -hmm. please. Yes. One for me too. Um, would you make that five? Actually, we'll get one for Esmeralda, um, and I just need one extra. And like the biggest, tallest thing you can give me. I can I have. Yes, one, one for you, one for Esmeralda, and then an extra one, John. Do not worry. So Torga looks around and she says, okay, so that's five shots and the tallest thing that I can find. Uh, I tallest guess that... You can give me. Oh, beverage. Okay. Um, that would be like a long beer. I'll take um, one of those. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, that'll be five gold and two silver. Carla will pay that one. Okay. Sorry, I'll just move over and let Carla pay. With the party funds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Still going strong. It takes a lot for me. <laughs> okay. Do you have so Esmeralda takes her Esmeralda takes her shot and looks over at Casario and she says look, I'm not really sure what we're doing here, but from what I gathered this is very important to you, so we're meeting Cheers. her mother <clears throat> Oh, oh, Jeez. um Sorry. Not a lot of people have family in here That's, that's very special I can't wait to meet her Um, cheers you. Cheers Take the shot um, what does it smell like? Does it smell like normal alcohol? It does. It's um, so this is this is dragon spirit and <laughs> yeah, that's that's better. It's like it it has that like telltale alcohol smell to it. Um, you don't drink this to be like if you want to be elegant, you drink wine. Even beer would be more elegant. This is just to get you drunk. This stuff is just it's strong, <laughs> and that's really about it. Oh yeah. Mm. How many of these have you had, Casario? Three. I've still got my other one in my hand. 
That was strong. <laughs> I think I'm good. And then slap him on the back. Put his <laughs> hair on your chest. It's like a nutty flavor to it. Carla <laughs> <laughs> um, is going to take, sorry, Carla's going to take the bear, kind of hold it out next to her, and the mage hand will rise from the ground, wrap around it, and take it over to where Ventori is sitting and spill it all on him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, don't fuck with Carla. <laughs> this is one of Do those not. tall glasses. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they're um, uh, it, it's like a tall glass that at the bottom has like a bulb. Um, so there's about like say about half a gallon worth of beer in there. Uh, it's like almost like a staff, um, and you just throw all of that over Zintori, who is doused in relatively cheap beer. And as he gets doused, the hand like disappears. So it just seems like it came out of nowhere. And I'll just like stay up against the bar. As he, he turns around angrily to see who did that. And as he turns around, he sees the whole crowd gathered over there, including the three of you. You catch a hint of that he knows what's up. But he decides the better of it and turns back. <laughs> Good. Last time there was a bear. I can go over <laughs> his decision. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Torga, um, have you seen a woman that looks remarkably like this one, and I'll point at Casariel, uh, hanging around? No, I think I would have remembered. Unless you mean, uh, well, she doesn't really look like it, but maybe, maybe one of those two girls over there? And she points to the other side of the room, just beyond Centauri, where two blonde girls are standing near, uh, like an alcove. They definitely do not look like Casario or her mom, but they're blonde. Uh, I get. Are we meeting Ernst then here, or or? I think we'll know when we see her. This is the full moon, right? Do we? I would assume that we. Yes. Checked. This is the right time. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna take my shot, and I'm gonna just make a a sweep around the room. Yeah. It's gonna slowly kind of walk around the room. Is this a wall what? or is this like a low hanging wall that you can still see the bar from? It's a, um, I believe it's called a trellis. It's like, it is a wall, okay. but you can see through it. Uh, I'm going to go to the restroom uh, or I'm going to go to the latrines. Uh, and he's going to try this door and, uh, to open it. And it opens. Uh, definitely not the latrines, but nobody is really stopping you. Um, as you open up the door, uh, you look straight into the kitchen where uh, a couple of not two good-looking gentlemen are chopping away at food and whatnot, and they look rather unsavory. And they look over the shoulder at you and they say, What do you want? Bathrooms. Where are they? Outside. I, 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 he points at the door that is obviously through the kitchen. That way? <sighs> no, just through the... Just look. Just go outside. Like, we don't have bathrooms. We don't need bathrooms. Just go outside. This place is the worst. And close the door. Casariel, as you make your way down the steps over there, um, mm -hmm. you, um, Anaconda, who is sitting at the table very close to you, um, catches your eye. And as she does, she quickly bends over the table, says a couple of things quickly, and then stands up and walks over to meet you. Before you can say anything, she wraps her arms around you and plants a kiss on your cheek. And she says, it's so good of you to join us. 
Roger. <laughs> so how, have you, guys been? how have you guys been? Uh, I I hope so. I don't know if if you don't, then you don't. But uh, she was the and acting Marissa manager. Doesn't. She was she was, <laughs> she was the a acting manager in the. Yeah, she was the acting manager at the Sanguine Rose. Oh. He was with us with Strahd after we oh. met him on the road right. when we gave that's him that's who. The... <gasps> oh, yeah, that was the one that was flirting with John, and you were like, "Fucking no!" And John <laughs> did not even oh. notice. Yes. <laughs> right, right, okay. Um, it's so good to see you again. Uh, we're doing well. New establishment, I see. Yeah, a lot of work, but uh, it's paid off, right? It looks so much better than the old place. <laughs> hmm. It's unfortunate for the Mardikovs, but hey. Indeed. I mean, it, it looks wonderful. You've really done something with the place. Mm-hmm. Um, any secret rooms here that weren't here before, maybe, you could tell me about? Just between us? Oh, well, I can show you a couple if you got a couple of minutes. Oh, my. Um, do you know who I know would love that? Oh, really? Well, I'm pretty sure that your your um, party members will be able to enjoy themselves over here. Why don't we just slip out and have some fun together? Oh, I wouldn't dream of not bringing at least Carla with me. You know, this is really something that she's into. Oh, triple Secret trouble. Places. Okay, I'm in. Mm. All right. <laughs> Carla? Oh, John! Oh, yeah. Um... um. Marotha, we we're really something of a package, <laughs> the three of us. Mm. So, what a package you are! <laughs> Do you mind if we all come? Oh, I really don't. Beautiful. Uh, she's going to show us the secret places here. I thought, Carla, in particular, you'd love that. Oh, yes, Mia, love secrets, love mysteries. Um, how has the establishment been going? And Carol's going to try and, like, engage her in conversation, make her, like, lead the way. So that Carol has a bit of time to recuperate. <laughs> oh, well, she says as she starts walking. Uh, Esmeralda, by the way, will uh, continue to get, well, not sloshed, but she's drinking at the bar. Mm -hmm. She deserves it. She works oh. so hard. It's been, you know, it's it's been a long time coming, and we're we're happy that, you know, it's finally time uh, to, like, you know, change this place around. We've only been open for a week, but uh, in this week we have had a better turnover than the Martikovs have had in years, so you know, we do better. Um, As they're passing Ventori, Carolyn's going to summon Mage Hand, and as she walks past, it's going to slap him in the head as he's looking at her. <laughs> Keep going. So te technically, you can't do that with Mage Hand, but I'm so allowing that. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, if nothing else, he's going to see a skeletal hand appear in front of his face, and that should be terrifying it just, enough. It, it slowly drags the fingers across his face, like... like yes. Ugh. That's filthy. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So as you walk outside through the double door, um, she walks uh, to what you guys might remember are the stables. And uh, she stands next to the door. She says, so, um, same thing like before. And she opens oh. the door, and as she does, you notice that instead of a stable, they've created another bathhouse here. Oh, I... <sighs> I'm going Don't to stop it. her before she gets too far, and I'm going to be like, Oh, you... Did you misinterpret... I mean, it's very flattering that you want, you know, 
all of this, but I don't think any of us want to see Xariel's. Oh, but I... In her... No, not, not you, your mother's in her skivvies. Um, we're, we have a meeting arranged with uh, someone from Strahd's, you know, the Lord's. I know, Entourage. I know, but before you go there, I just wanted to have a bit of fun. Why do you have to be so serious, so businesslike? You need to relax a bit, you know that? Oh, you know, yeah. I've actually never been told that ever. <laughs> it's the first time. So, you know <laughs> about the meeting? Of course. I was waiting for oh. you. Great. Well, where is it? You sure you don't want to just, you know, relax a little bit, look your best? I mean... Gosh, you've been on the road all day. You look terrible. That's not true. No, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Quite sure. It's an important meeting, but maybe later. Oh, rain check then. Okay. Um, you could just go upstairs. If you uh, go back in, um, there is a staircase uh, just behind the stage. Uh, go ahead and go up there and uh, just down the hallway. Um, it's the last door on your right. Wonderful. Your dear. Thank you. Oh, I know. When you come back downstairs, do give me a call, will you? Just like poke me and we'll have some fun over here. Yeah? Of course. Wonderful. Well, good luck. As she walks like right out in front of you back to her table. I'm pretty sure I'm going to kill her later. Oh, I would encourage it, even. That was a waste of bloody time. Um, mm. Also calling us. We look great. We look great. You have oh, you have the sparkly thing, the one that like makes you look nice. Like the uh, presentation. No. You have all the dirt. No. <clears throat> John, do you have that? Oh, I've got you covered. Uh oh. <laughs> and he, he does like a, an array of strings um, appears around and essentially takes a moment to make everybody sparkling clean. <laughs> much better, much better. I'll um, pull out the finery that I got from the the mage armoire and I'll like show it and be like, do you want to try on like a piece just in case, like just to get dolled up? I mean, it is a very big meeting. You know, I... I don't think that would be necessary, but thank you, Carla. I think just a clean will will suffice. I um, agree. I've still got the shot in my hand. Um, so uh, where did she tell us to go? Uh, behind the stage, up the stairs. We'll go. I believe that's what she said. Oh, um, before we go, yeah, I, I believe you'll be allowed in the room. But if you're not, is there anything you specifically want me to ask her? how she was able to leave, but I presume that you're going to ask that anyway. Most important yeah. thing. Hopefully I can have my wits about me. Um, just message me, you know, if you can't get in. You probably can, but just in case. Mm -hmm. And scream if you need me. I will be right there. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Carla will lead them towards the stage stairs. All right. As you pass um, Anna, she gives uh, a, a wink to Carla and returns to her conversation. As Esmeralda like sees you passing by, 
As Esmeralda sees you passing by, she puts her beer down and quickly follows you. Okay, well, uh, um, do you guys want me to go with you? I'll message Casario like, big important moment, but she is very strong. She killed her own in a fight. What do you think? Right. Sure. I'll I'll keep my distance, of course, but we may be making a fast exit, so extra hands would make light work. Why would but we be making a fast exit? You never know. There's so many unsavory types around here. <clears throat> but we'll see. All right. I mean, he's not the um, the brightest of the bunch, but he's got a point. Uh, I I I don't trust his place. It's different. Yes. It's a bar. <laughs> you should never be trustworthy in one of these. Let's not delay. Very good life right. lesson, I think. Casario, one moment. He's gonna he's gonna walk up into Casario and sort of get close. He's just saying, as much as our interactions have been rather one-sided. I do want you to go in. We're all in this land. Puppets in some way, shape, or form. Keep that in mind. And he'll he'll actually put a hand on your shoulder. Just okay. I look at the hand. And look back at him. Thank you. I think. Let's see if we can sever our strings. She'll just continue walking upstairs. Oh, whoops. This way. Following Carla. Hey, darling. Yeah, it's very confusing. And Kella will head on up. There we go. You slowly walk up the stairs to the second floor, this time on the different staircase than that you did previously when this was still the blue water. In. As you get to the upstairs. There we go. You notice that the whole place has indeed gotten a complete makeover. The balustrades over here no longer have the raven markings on them that they did, but rather have intricate roses cut into them. Most of the wood is cherry wood rather than just simple wood, and everything is decorated with roses. It's almost, well, not almost, it's just distasteful. It's too much. Well, she didn't give us much information about which door we needed to go in. So. I'm going to cast Detect Evil and Good as we're walking. Oh, uh, from where you're standing right now? Mm -hmm. It lasts for 10 minutes, so. <laughs> I, I know, but like you're, you're casting it where you are right now as you, you start over there. Um. Yep. Yeah, as I was okay. just walking back here. There's nobody else around that I can see, right? So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and, yeah. I, I know, but you're standing, yeah, you're standing on the staircase. Oh, 
See, there are moments that a DM doesn't prepare for. This is one of them. You get blasted by a wave of evil. <laughs> oh. You feel oh. that downstairs is definitely not a good juju. I'm going to look <laughs> down there and see what I see. The singer. Um, okay. People the at the table. People on the other table. People on the side. Okay. There is definitely something evil about them. Okay, and I will know whether they're an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead. A lot of them give off the waft of a fiend. Oh. Devils. <laughs> that I did not prepare for. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I see. Okay. I, I, I don't ever interact, uh, like, read chat in the thing, but I just have to. You sense that the people downstairs know how to party. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Mm. Hey. Yep. Mm. Like, do, how do you react to this sudden wave of feeling? Um, she's gonna lean over, and like I said, she she takes a look at everyone and whoever, you know, gives her a a sense of like. Something evil. She's gonna, gonna the, take note of it. What's the range on that, by the way? It's sixty feet, <clears throat> right? No, uh, it's oh, it's a um, thirty foot spear. So it says. All right, then I'll stick with what I just did. Cool. Okay. Um, I guess that as means centered on me. That. Yeah, self. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. As you do that, you you see, um. Escher is staring intently at you, and he'll say, Unsavory types. Remind me when we're done with this. I'd like to talk to you more about the Abbot. I'd like to know more about him myself. He'll cast one glance at the downstairs and... follow along all right i continue on all right uh, so where are we going esmeralda sense um, i can sense within one foot of stone within 30 feet of myself so if they, if these walls aren't um sorry uh if they're not one foot thick then i would be able to sense if there was a celestial they're not and they're made of wood so you should be able to sense through that Brilliant. So I'll just walk up and down these halls until I sense the celestial. <laughs> Hopefully. Smart. Wonderful. Oh my god. That's clever so. as hell. Please be a celestial. She's just thinking in her head. Please be a You're celestial. You're feeling Please be a celestial. <laughs> Please. the energy of a fiend in the next room. Oh, no. Um, okay, I'm just gonna keep walking because, you know, it could be at the end of the hole. Am I getting big celestial vibes from this corner? No. Oh. Okay. I'll go back to where I sensed the fiend and I'll knock on this door. Okay. There is no response from that door. But on the other door, at the end of the hallway, the door opens. And from inside there, you hear, 
come in here. It sounds urgent. Um, I will stop 10 feet away from the door and look in with my dark vision or whatever I need to look in with if it's dark in there. You see a room, but you don't see anyone standing there. What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> <laughs> That's copyrighted! Um, don't say that! No. <laughs> okay. Um, I see nothing in there. Well, you see a bedroom, but you don't see anything in there. I'm going to cast Sending. <clears throat> To my mother. Okay. I am here. Are you here? Casariel? Yes, I am. Are you coming? I'm upstairs. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. Okay, I'll cast it. Hold on. Let me let me mark these things off. <laughs> okay, hold on. I know, it's great. This is hold amazing. Hold on. Oh, no, is it third level? Telephone. Yeah, this is the best okay, ever. Um, <clears throat> okay, I cast it again. Okay. I'm here at Sanguinin, but I don't know where you are. I am upstairs too. Come to me, please. I want to talk to you. And as you're having this mental conversation, really? <laughs> you do see a person appearing in the door. I wasn't kidding. Come in here. Rictavio. Right. I'm going to unsheath my sword. Just hold it at my side and step in. Okay. Everyone joins in. I mean, Esmeralda does too, sir. As you come in, Rictavio will pass you by and quickly close the door behind you. What the hell do you guys think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? Well, I was here just patiently minding my business until they turned this whole place upside down. They turned it into this, this cesspool. Uh, I've made some yeah. inquiries and I heard that you told that bastard Ernst that the Mardikovs had some sort of curse on them. Now they've been ousted. They've been they've been kicked out of the city. Some of them killed. Why did you do that? Uh, I will <clears throat> cast very quickly. Um, I will cast. Fucking hell. Okay. Um. Okay. This is. I don't. I should have read more about how this works. But non-detection <laughs> for a duration. I can make a place ten feet in dimension be, you know, unable to be perceived by divination magic or anything like that, magical scrying sensors. I will allow the area where you guys are all talking. So okay. it's not I will say, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's not in the, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is going to be like, get on the carpet, all of you on the carpet, come on. And I'm going to touch the carpet and create that sort of place within that area. And I'm going to be like, okay, the Lord of the land was there and he, and I'm going to point at John, is stupid. So was one part threat, one part someone can't keep his mouth shut. We didn't mean for that to happen, and I, we're doing our best to make it right as we can, and I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. It was an accident. I finally had a place to 
work from, and it's been made topsy-turvy. Work with? Didn't talk much about what you were doing. That's not important. Have you seen a woman that looks like her? Oh, wait, but you can go to our mansion if you need a new base of operations. Yes, I do want to know what you're talking about, but we're on something of a mission at the moment. I know. I know all about you. Casariel, is it? Casariel Silverbrow. I think yeah. it's best you start talking. I've made my inquiries. I've been looking around. And I've been following you guys. There's a lot of new people coming into these lands every once in a while, but none of them hang around as long as you do. You've been doing very well. Well, except for this, he says, as he looks around the place. Yeah. Unfortunately, you've also been making a bit of a name for yourselves. <sighs> why is that unfortunate? That's dangerous, but I mean... <clears throat> the more information... rotting away here. The more information spreads, the easier it is to track. It's not something you want. He looks you deep in the eye and he says, Escher, what are you Hello, doing here? Tavio. I'm keeping an eye on my latest investment. What are you doing here, Rictavio? I guess you could say the same. How do you know each other? Do you know to get rid of him? <clears throat> oh, I think Escher knows. Still got the scar on your chest. At this Parting point, by gifts. the way, <laughs> um, for you, John, or Asher, you, as a player, you don't know what this is about, but your character knows this and instantly now knows who, you, who this is. <laughs> ah, well, I never expected to find you in this place. We parted on such unsweet terms last time. We should remedy that. been working on that he turns around and he looks at Esmeralda and he says at least it's good to see you again you're a sight for sore eyes and I'm glad to see that you're still alive and you see that Esmeralda has this look of inquiry on her face I I'm sorry I believe Rick Rictavio, she says, looking for confirmation to the three of you. Esmeralda, you know him by a different name. We just read some of his work. In your tower. As well done, John. Holy shit. <laughs> Putting the dots together. That is, by the way, that's amazing that you catch that out of this. That's amazing. Wow. Esmeralda's face just turns a little paler, and she looks at Rictavio. She says... You gotta be shitting me. Rictavio shows a little grin and he says, I promised you I would never leave. All right. I guess it's time to drop the disguise. All right, what's happening here? He flicks his fingers and as he does, he turns into a puff of smoke. As the smoke moves away, a different person is standing here. 
a slightly elder gentleman, sporting some glasses, but still having the pointy ears that Rictavi also has. Esmeralda looks at him and she says, Rudolph! In the flesh. I believe Hi. formal introductions are in order. I'm sorry. I heard that you've been visiting my house. My name is Rudolf van Richten. Vampire hunter. Nice to meet you. Valalana card. Paranormal investigator. I love anything that hunts paranormal as well. Hello. I'm going to hold out my hand. Charmed. And he takes yours. Probably meeting you this time. The offer of our base is still... Absolutely there. We're gathering sort of a little stockpile of information there. Might it's the old mansion of Dr. Daskalu, right? Yes. We've converted. It's much nicer now. There's no corpses around, hopefully. There's the... Never mind. Um, oh, you're here! Back. Were you able to get those newly-fledged vampires that were roaming around the city? We unfortunately unleashed a couple. <laughs> able to kill them? I know. They will be terrorizing the city no longer. Don't you worry. Oh, I was so stressed about that, but we didn't have time on the schedule or the roster. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's we good to will need... It's good to see you can hit your oh. mark sometimes. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, do, do you know who my mother is? You seem to know a lot about me. Casario, he says. I understand the choices that you have made so far. For some people, they are hard to grasp. And trust me, <laughs> as a vampire hunter who's spent a fair portion of his life trying to comprehend the creature that is Strahd, it's hard for me to understand that someone would actively agree to work together with such an animal, but as I said, I've had my eyes and ears everywhere, and I've I've heard about your mother, and in a world like this, finding a family member is it's a godsend. So I understand. Your mother is here, and she is indeed upstairs. The attic is where she's waiting for you. You were at the right door, but I had to come and see you. I wanted to warn you. Your mother has worked for Strad, and she did so, I believe, through the same merit as you did. You don't have to believe in the good or the bad of such a creature. Sometimes it is good to believe in the ability to make a better world or to safeguard the world from such a creature. Your mother is in that regard very much like you. Some of us would just want to save our own skin. Yes, some have lesser goals, I understand. If you truly wish to meet your mother, and I, I understand that you do, 
Um, if you go back to the other door and knock on it again, I am sure that Ernst will let you in. He's been waiting for you. Ernst. He's been All right. waiting for you to let you pass through to the attic. Am I allowed to bring my companions? I don't know, but I think so. Why wouldn't he allow that? Good. I'm going to take the other shot. <laughs> Put it down on whatever's next to me. Yep. And, um, yeah, I'll see. So you, you know where our mansion is. If you need a place to stay, you can stay there. Do we? I've got to go. But we'll. I. I understand. Um, good luck, and I hope you find the answers that you seek. Esmeralda, um, once you're done meeting her mother, um, I will be here we should get together and collate all of our information it would be important to stop all this Kyla will kind of turn and gesture towards the door kind of looking for Casario to lead the way yeah I'm going to head out sit down on the stool over here um, has it been 10 minutes since I cast Detect Good and Evil? Uh, that is a very good question. I'm going to let the dice decide on that. Yes, it has been 10 minutes. Okay, I'll cast it again. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you are once again hit with a waft of fiendish energy. Hmm. All right, so back to the door where I was. I'll knock on it. Kyla will kind of look expectantly at Asher to sort of I'm, leave. Yeah, he, he looks over at you and he just leans down to, to Rudolph and goes, Just so you know, this proxy of mine would be fun to settle things with you. But my goals have shifted since last we met, and you may be useful. Don't mess this up. And he'll walk away. Quid pro quo. As you knocked on the door, the door is unlocked and opened for you. And in the room, which once probably was a bedroom and is now converted to a small office, stands Ernest, who now walks back to his chair and plops down into it. Ah, friends, welcome to the Sanguine Inn. How do you like the establishments? Beautiful. <laughs> Love what you done with the place. Thank you. Mm. Loud. Interesting friends you have. <laughs> place like this needs its securities. But uh, we're turning a nice profit. The Burgermeister's very happy with us. Do I get any sort of a sense of uh, celestial, fey, fiend, elemental, anything weird from Ernst? 
From him? Oh yeah. Like this he gets he gives off like a fiendish stench almost in your in your mind. <clears throat> well, I think you know why we're here. Yes, yes, I sent out the letter after all. You're here to meet your mother. As per our arrangements, she is indeed here. Um, we are I rearranged a quiet, cozy place in the attic so you could meet each other in private. As you can understand, a place like this gets really rowdy. Um, the bedrooms are mostly rented out, and well, we do need to rent them out to keep the lights on, of course. Um, so I couldn't for very well let, your, let you meet your mother in one of those seedy bedrooms. So we use the attic upstairs. And you can use the ladder over here. And he points to uh, the corner of his room. Thank you. And she'll begin to climb up the ladder. Wonderful, he says. Well, you do enjoy yourselves. I need to um, attend to the guests downstairs, he says. Perfect. <clears throat> he walks around I'm and exits sure his office. You attend to them well. Oh, yes. You have no idea. Just before Carla joins up with them again, she's going to look at Rudolph and kind of gesture for him to come back into the sort of 10-foot range of non-detection. Yes. Which she determined was the carpet, and she's going to say, um, might be a tall order for a vampire hunter, but it might be worth your while trying to research how to kill a god. So it seems that's what we're working with here. Hmm. Something to keep an eye out of, oh. Why do you think I've been busy here for the last 30 years? Oh, charming. Really helpful for us. Well, good luck. You Maybe too. You know where to find us. Keep an eye on your friend. Always. And I'll join them in the attic. Alright. You guys decide to climb the ladder and go upstairs? Mm-hmm. Alright. You ready? Yes! Yes, we're <laughs> finally, Sorry. fucking finally. Yes. Let me get up there. Carissa <laughs> 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 rifle through all the things on the desk, and oh, no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I figured Carla would meet us up in a second. This has got to be too tempting for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely going to steal the shit out of this mm -hmm. desk. Give me yeah. gold. Give me everything. What's <laughs> here? How much of this desk can I fit in my bag? Letters, <laughs> ink, whatever. Letters. You know what? Okay. Just roll me a desk. Roll me D20, Carla. Do you want a flat D20 or can I add my investigation? <laughs> sure, throw your investigation bonus on there. I don't care. <laughs> Great. That's, that's going Five to be million. a 24. All right, times two, you get 48 gold out of that. Ooh. Incredible. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. This guy is exceedingly wealthy and he would have definitely left that on his desk. So, sure. Love it. <laughs> We're definitely going to kill him. Covers the gold from the beverages downstairs. <laughs> <clears throat> you slowly walk up the wooden uh, ladder up to the attic and as you reach the attic it's a rather like, dimly lit place um, doesn't look too nice but that doesn't matter because the one thing that you were looking for stands in front of you roughly two thirds of the room away from you stands your mother, Celisaria Silverbrow. And as she hears the creaking of the ladder as you walk up, she turns around, 
holding her hands in front of her. And she smiles warmly at you and she says, My daughter, at last, it is good to see you, how much you've grown. Um, Kassariel freezes for a moment and sort of hasn't looked up to see her yet because she doesn't really want to know what she's going to find when she looks at her. But slowly she will walk towards her a little bit, um, not entering this circle that she noticed on the ground here. Um, Let's just for the sake of progressing the story, imagine that that circle isn't here. Okay, great. Then I'll just walk a little <laughs> bit closer. <laughs> um, and what do I see when I look at her with my detect evil and good? You sense conflict. You definitely mm -hmm. sense the good that you remember of your mother because you have known this spell for so, so long. And if anything would point at that your mother is a celestial, you would feel it right now. But it is conflicted. Mm. You can imagine that something being in a country, in a land like this for so long, will taint that which is pure. Your feeling is conflicted. Visually, looking at your mother, she looks like your mother. You are the spitting image of your mother. Same hair color, same beauty, same jawline, same build, same height. Almost down to the same kind of attire that you were wearing. And the same warmth coming off her smile. Um, these are my friends. Let's... Well, I think you know this one. I'm going to gesture to Asher. Um... Carla and uh, Mesmeralda. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for taking good care of my daughter. And I hope that she has done the same for you. She's quite capable. I imagine. I am so proud of you. I have... So many questions for you. But and I, I might think have a lot of answers for you. I think what my heart is telling me is that first I should listen. What do you want to know? Why am I still here? And why am I helping out Strahd? Is that your question? First, I'm going to cover my eyes with my hands. And when I remove them, they're glowing. Mm -hmm. As I cast Sea Invisibility, I'm going to look okay. around the room. And, and that basically, I can see anything that's not there. I can see into the ethereal plane. So basically, if there's anyone like scrying or watching with any sort of magic that would be caught by this, I would see it. it so I just want to look around. And nothing more. Seeing her look around, Carla's going to do another non-detection spell. 
within sort of the range that they're at just to be safe. She's like, the, I don't know what good it does, but it, it should right. help. Casario, can you elaborate on the uh, the scrying part of your spell? Yeah, let me read it. Okay. For the duration, I see invisible creatures and objects as if they are visible. I can see into the ethereal plane. Ethereal creatures and objects appear ghostly and translucent. So I don't know if I would see... I don't know what a scrying appears as, but I, I, in my D&D brain, it appears as like some sort of orb like that's invisible yeah, to the naked eye. Yeah, that would... Indeed, if there would be a... a invisible scrying source, then that would be indeed yeah. what you would see. You don't see any of that. I just wanted okay. to make sure, but no, there's nothing like that out here. And then I'm going to look at my mother and I'm just going to smile at her and, and take the locket in my hand and point to the ground and a circle of kind of moonstone iridescent light is going to surround us. She'll know exactly what this is as I cast Zone of Truth. Um, she's the one that taught me this spell. Mm -hmm. Um, but it encircles both of us. <laughs> What's the range on that? You understand? Mm, I'll read it. <laughs> so it's true, it's, I believe 30 feet. Oh, you, okay. uh, but, oh it's 15 feet. Hmm. 15 uh, so I can cast feet. it from 60 feet. Yes, it's 15 <laughs> feet. I create a magical zone that guards against deception in a 15 foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range, which will be between both of us. Um, until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature cannot speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. And I will know whether the creature succeeds or fails its saving throw. Yes. Okay, so I guess that's the first step. Do I know whether she can lie to me or not? And the DC is um, 16. Uh, <laughs> she rolls a natural 20 on that, okay. but she okay, still forfeits so that... it, but she still forfeits it. Oh, she forfeits it. God, my mom's the greatest. Okay. Um, so an affected <laughs> creature is <laughs> aware you. of the spell <laughs> and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Um, so you don't have to answer the questions, but I will know if you're lying, if you do answer the questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So this is going to last for 10 minutes. <clears throat> Hold on, let me just make sure I took... I, I made notes. Let me just make sure this is live. Okay, yeah, that's everything I wanted to do first. <clears throat> I love this. <laughs> You're not stressed out about this or anything, are you, Casario? <laughs> Only for 32 episodes. No big deal. Um, yes. Take all the prep you need. What are you... What are you doing here? A long time ago, well, not that long ago, but some time ago, I ventured into this land. You could almost say by accident. I was on the road with a band of, well, individuals, and we were caught in the mist, and when we gathered our bearings and noticed what was happening, we were caught in the land of what we now know is Barovia. You've done much of this journey yourself, and you know of the hardships and the difficulty of 
this land and its inhabitants. Make no mistake, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, this land wasn't that different from what it is now. It wasn't for me when I came in. We try to withstand the darkness. We try to heal the darkness. We try to find a way out. But as you know through your training is that there is no light without dark. And even within the darkest places, one can find light. It is a crazy set of circumstances, but I found your father in this land, as you know. You've met him, haven't you? You, you know that? Yes, I've heard. I know the situation that he is in. And as much as I would want to, there are things that I cannot help once a threshold has been passed. Your father believed in something, as, as I do, as I did. And part of that is what keeps him here. But not me. <laughs> I know that you think of me as a strong leader and perhaps I am but I have my limits the time I had with your father was brief very brief but when it's well you were born after all and your father and I did have a good moment and although it was brief, it was pure. When your father succumbed to this world, I knew that I had to do something. And I turned to the ruler of this land. I struck a bargain with him. I knew I was pregnant with you and if anything I didn't want to bring you into this world you've learned by now that spirits in this world can never leave have you yes if you would have been born in this world I would condemn you to a life of imprisonment I would not have wanted that for you. I struck a deal with the Lord of this land, and he allowed me to leave, to give birth to you in the world beyond, in our home. And I did, and I raised you. 16 years, your whole youth, and then I vanish. Part of my bargain was that I could give birth to you outside of Barovia. And I could raise you until you were capable enough to fend for yourself. The payment for that was my return to Barovia. And I accepted. 
and for that I am sorry. What, what was the payment given? What was your payment? The lord of this land has a terrible burden on his shoulders. He has struck a horrible deal with an ancient force that he did not know existed until it was too late. He did this for the same reason that I made the bargain to have you outside of this world. It was, it was for love. He so dearly loved a woman that he was willing to give up everything if he could be with her. And in so doing, he made the wrong choice. We cannot condemn someone that makes a wrong choice for love, Casario. And I felt that perhaps in my returning, I could help him find peace. And I've learned that all that Strat really wants is to rest. Strat has been around for 668 years and he is tired, Casario. He wants to close his eyes, never to open them again, but he can't. Adventurers have come and slain him. Give him eternal rest, but the grave does not want him. He comes back. A perpetual circle, condemning for him as it is for his inhabitants of Barovia. He is caught here as much as everyone else, and he seeks to destroy that bond. He seeks to find a way out. Right now, he is looking for those who can take up his mantle so he can rest, believing that that is his way out. That is the reason why adventurers are drawn into this place to see if they are worthy of sitting on his throne. But never would I have thought that you would be the one to take up that mantle. I would not have wanted you to come into this world and see me like this. How, how does he, he, I mean, how, how can we, he is good then. To speak of good and evil is difficult. You should have had this in your training, I assume. The art of necromancy is wrong. Raising the dead that have been laid to rest is wrong. But then, aiding an ally who has fallen in battle, helping them up back on their feet after they have been killed, so that they once again stand valiantly against the forces of evil, to protect their lands, their children, is also necromancy. Is that evil then? Or is it good? Good and evil is... Not a simple segregation. It depends. 
I think if he truly wants to be laid to rest, how do we accomplish this? Is it his his bidding that the land is so desolate? How do we fix that? Another two intertwined. I, I wish I had all the answers, Gazariel, but that I do not know. I wish I did. I could have helped him if I did, but I don't. So now all I can do is help him seek comfort. And at least find some peace in what he is doing. What is he doing? He's trying to find a successor, and he's trying to rule this land. But it isn't easy. A land that is so eaten away at, it's hard to rule wisely. And and what of the girls? He's stealing women, and how does that fit into all of this? Strahd believes that there has to be a power that relinquishes him of his. And he's tried everything. Bringing in other adventurers to see if they can take up his place is his latest endeavor. But before that, he believed that he got his curse for love. And so it should be love that could end his curse. Mind you, Strahd has multiple brides that have joined with him in an unholy matrimony to see if that perhaps would break the curse, but to no avail. Is that what you are? Me? Yes. I know you would look different upon me if I would answer this truthfully. But I know that you will know the answer anyways. Casariel, I do apologize, but yes. Yes, I have. I have married him. I'm going to take her hand. I do not think differently of you. You gave away your whole life for me. As you hold her hands, which is icy cold, by the way, um, roll me a perception check. Both. Um, ten. It's icy cold. Casario, I appreciate that, but you must understand that I have come to the conclusion that I too have made perhaps the wrong choice. This might come off as harsh, but what would have happened 
if I would have not taken the bargain, would have not birthed you outside Barovia, only to be drugged back into this life of repetitiveness. You wouldn't have been there, but perhaps. You see that she trails off in thought. That's what? The bargain was a lie and was twofold. It wasn't the return of me that he wanted. He wanted your child. The entire me. bloodline. You, me, your father. A strong, committed bloodline to rule as the new royal family over Barovia. But your father wouldn't have it. This is why your father is what he is right now, standing against Strat rather than succumbing to him. But I was not that strong. Why? If we ruled Barovia, we could fix everything here. We could restore the land, could we not? We give food to the people, give them hope. Do you truly believe that? Yes, of course I believe that. Why should I not? She's silent for a couple of seconds as she looks at you. And then she says, perhaps, if you truly mean that, that might be a solution. But you will have to join me. All right. Of course, I will. I will do anything I can to help people. It is the oath that I made when I became a priestess. But if it is that easy to heal this land, why does he not do it himself? Because he can't. Why not? He's tried, Casario, but he can't. He's tried healing, he's tried love, he's tried bringing in others to do his bidding, but to no avail. He is locked in the state that he is for eternity. Would I be able to do it if I were in his place? Or would I... How would, I, how would that happen? Would I have to pledge myself to this dark... God that he pledged himself to. Perhaps, Casario, she says, perhaps I can show you. And your mother takes one step back, still within the zone of truth, for request tuning purposes. Mm -hmm. 
as she stands there, she looks at you. She says, my daughter, know that I am proud of you. No matter what choice you made, and no matter what choice you will make, but know that it has become a burden for me and that I know that what I signed up with is wrong, but I've been locked in. I am beyond rescue, but if you truly wish to join me, and perhaps there is a way. I do this for you and father and I be all together. Yes, Casario. That last one you feel is a lie. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to roll insight on this, but do I feel as though her demeanor has changed a bit? <laughs> Like, she's maybe well, not. At the very least, she looks different. <laughs> oh, wowie, zowie. Okay, that's way different. Your mother slowly turned into this as you were having this discussion. And as she's looking at you and lied to you about the last part, she takes one more step forward. Join me, Casario. My dear friends, roll for initiative. Casario, oh, no. remember that you might have done a roll for me some weeks back. Can you recall what that roll was? No. I can. I asked you to roll with advantage, and you rolled a four. Oh my god, of course I did. This was a saving throw for a charm oh, spell. Fuck. You are okay. charmed by your mother. Oh boy. Okay. And you agree with her sentiments. Hey. I, I was upset that I used all those spell slots a second ago, and now I'm really glad I used them. <laughs> I used a lot of them, so that's good. I, before even the battle begins, when she starts changing, I, like, grasp Escher's hand, and I'm like, please, give us back John. As you grasp his hand, you can see the weapon that he's holding in one of them is flickering and and almost emanating its own light, something that it has done before with Casario, but this is without her. And his eyes open and a flare with a golden intensity and the blackness that is Escher is dispelled away and he's just glaring furiously at this thing that seems to have taken hold of his friend. All right. Oh, no. oh I have to roll. I forgot. Yeah, I do I need an to... initiative roll, guys. 
Ooh, a natural nice. 20 for a 24. Oh, boy. Awesome. 17. Yeah. 17. Fuck. Um, Fuck. I got an 18. Oh, right. shit. Shit, 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 shit. Okay, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, if I knew she was being charmed, I could counter charm it. Like that. I don't think. <laughs> oh my god. Trauma. Yeah. Oh, With trauma. everything else, though, um, this just does work like a normal charm spell, so feel free to apply your game logic to that, but yes, it is a charm spell. Yeah, counter okay, charm so- only really works to give, give advantage on saving throw, that kind of thing. Um, mm. so, it's like so I'm on my mother's side, whatever she's about to do. Uh, to a degree, uh, within the confines of a charm spell. So you are with your mother. You agree with her. You understand her. You uh, are not I, her slave. Okay. 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 Uh, if we hurt you, it sh- or hurt her, I think it might break out of that. It, that might break it because she is indeed under that concentration spell. And uh, if her mother hurts her, then that does the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Behind your mother, a fiendish altar blazes as all the candles are lit. And your battle commences. Carla, you are first. Good luck. She looks so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. She she looks so freaking cool. Uh, That has been like three hours of Photoshop. I was like, I want to make her so cool. It's an amazing uh, transition. I was not expecting that. Okay. Right. Well... This is awful. This is genuinely awful. Um, I'm going to say, oh, oh, please work. And I'm going to look at Casario's mom and I'm going to cast Polymorph on her. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Going to try to turn her into a mute. <laughs> no, she's a beautiful creature. I'm gonna try and turn her into a cat. Okay. Feline. I'm trying to turn her into like a, a cat. Yeah. Um, so she needs to oh, be better. a DC 15 wisdom saving throw, and she could do well at this, and I could be screwed. Uh, let me get her stat block. There we are. How much was that? DC 15 wisdom. I got a 19. Shit. Okay, when that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be like, I'm so sorry, Kazariel. And I will do my bonus action to determine my tail. Um. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. And I'm going to immediately use my reaction to okay. teleport. <laughs> teleport. Me, John, and Casariel, and yeah, it's up to my wisdom. Oh, my Christmas saving, but which I have <gasps> incredible. Uh, sorry, I'm like, um, I can teleport the amount of creatures up to my Christmas saving modifier. Not my Christmas saving, my Christmas modifier, which is only now plus four. So I'm going to the four of us. I'm going to try and teleport us down the ladder to a location you can see, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, so I'm near here, so if I can look down at the ground into the office, that's absolutely what I will try to do. Okay. Uh, I will allow that. Okay. I want to teleport us down. 
Oh. All four of you are down here. Okay, and I'm going to look at either one of them and I'm like, Stop her out of it! <laughs> and that's the end of my turn, I can do no more. Uh, one more question, though. Um, that is for willing creatures. Casario, are you willing to be teleported? No, I do not want to be taken away from my mom. Absolutely not. Casario's still upstairs. Shit. Oh, there's no role for it. It has to be willing. Oh, my God, that's, that's, I'm sorry. If, if you're unwilling, then you automatically fail and you stay upstairs. Sorry. I'm charmed. This is terrible. I didn't think about that. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um... So you guys know from um, back when we played the Dragon of Ice Peak, yeah. I, per campaign, allow one redo and one only. <laughs> But we might fuck up even worse than this. It's just gonna take I us get back good. up the fucking ladder. Just saying. No, I think it's good that you guys that you guys think, are downstairs. That was, that yeah, was a very in character move. Ultra. I think that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we might need that redo later. I. It's a matter of getting back I, up I the think stairs, we're fine. but we're at least away. I think we're fine. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanna. Yeah. Oh. All okay. Right. I have my next move. That's fine. Okay, go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. Casario, okay. you're still upstairs. I'm still upstairs. Okay. Um, did she t- did she do anything? I mean, besides turn into um, a real scary, bloody eyed, super fucking cool looking chick. But I mean, she didn't try to hurt me, right? Not yet. Oh, <laughs> great. Um, sure. Okay. So I'll I'll just um, I'll just step closer to her. Okay. We can be together again. I I want nothing more than that. Good. Anything else? Nope. John. All right. So, if I were to rush up the stair up the ladder, would I be able to... How, how far can I make it if I use my new normal speed? Uh, it's... Uh, let's just say, because you've been teleported straight down, so it's 5 feet towards the ladder, and the ladder itself is 10 feet high. So it's 15. You have 30 feet of movement? Yes. Okay, cool. I will allow... Like, it's a ladder, so, like, you can rush that. All right, so... Uh, uh, discombobulate for a second. Casario. Uh, we got to get to Casario, and he, he immediately rushes up the ladder and goes to... Goes to Casario's side. I thought she was going to come with us. All right. Uh, that I... would leave you here with 15 feet of movement. All right, cool. So I can get right to here, and I'm going to yep. place my hand on the her, her shoulder and say, Casario, this is not where you... Uh, Casario, don't trust her, and I'm going to cast Protection from Good and Evil on her. Which doesn't, it doesn't end the charm, but it gives her advantage on saving throws against being charmed. So that's, that's going to be my bonus action. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, protection from good and evil is an action. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was looking at sanctuary for a second. All right. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my action. And then, oh man, this is tense. Actions, bonus actions. 
Yep, I I think I'm going to I'm going to stare at Salisario. Does she look like she's moving with evil intent towards Casario? Now that Casario has gotten close to her, like you know, as you all know, like a full round of D and D like combat takes six seconds, in which basically everything happens all at once. So right. as you are coming up on on the ladder, you will see that as Casario willingly basically offers herself to her mother, her mother's going for the journey. Okay, so yeah, and that that's going to be my my action. I'm going to try to like having my hand on her shoulder, like almost shake her out of it. But that's it. Okay. Sariel, are you going to allow that as a reason for you to roll a, uh, a save? Um, yeah, I mean, if, if I can have a reaction to that, I'll, I'll look back at him and say, John, it's my mother. She's finally here. We can be together again. Something's wrong with her. Oh, look how beautiful she is. No, you should come with us. You can help us. You can help us make this a better place, John. You can help us save Barovia. I don't know how much I can say. <laughs> you can say one more thing. Okay. I, I I can't think of anything to say. So John can't think of anything to say. He just he just he looks in her eyes, pleading almost. Um, does looking in the eyes of my best friend in the whole wide world do anything? <laughs> the person I trust most in the entire world? I'll flip you for it. As much as I would, as a dungeon master, you love being in control of the story. Right now, I want to be invested in this as much as you guys are. So my answer to that is, does it? Um, I mean, I, well, I'm charmed, so I definitely agree with my mother, but I feel like um, yeah, I feel like I just have to convince him. Like, I don't understand why he's n not on board with this. This is obviously an open and closed case. Like, we, we just have to, I just have to go pledge myself to the Dark Lord and take his place and rule Barovia and I'm, everything's going to be fine. So What's the problem? Forfeits to roll for now. Yeah. <laughs> Protection from evil and good. Creatures of the, of, of aberration, undead, celestial, fey, fiends, elementals have disadvantage on attack rolls against that target. And they also... Uh, have advantage on saving throws against um, fear, possession, and charmed. So, if that has any effect. Okay. Okay. A huge spell. Huge. Is that it, John? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm trying to convince my friend to leave. Cool. <laughs> Esmeralda comes rushing up the stairs as well, and as she hops over the edge. She says, I'm sorry, mother or not, but that is not your mother. And she casts a firebolt at your mom. Uh, ooh, that's going to be tricky. Uh, that hits for an undisclosed amount of armor class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to have to find that out for yourself. Um, huh? And she takes 12 points of fire damage, Ooh. and she needs to roll a saving throw on her concentration. Ah, damn it. And she breaks it. 
You are relinquished no. of your mom's of your mom. Esmeralda saves the day. <laughs> Alright, let's just say for the sake of storytelling that it was John that made you break. <laughs> Yeah, so all of this is happening at the same time. So, like, I'm holding her shoulder and looking in her eyes, and she's trying to convince me to come. And a fireball or a firebolt just sails over us, impacts her mother, and, like, suddenly things click into place. Exactly. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, and that is it for her. Um, then it is your mother's round. So she has broken uh, the uh, charm spell on you. That's not going to stop her. She has her hands on you, Casario, and she goes for your neck. She tries to bite you. With disadvantage? Um, yeah. Yay. And that's a good thing, too. Uh, with disadvantage, I get a 16. Um, what, what do I roll? Do I roll no, like an, an opposing? No, it's an armor class. No, it's just uh, your armor class. Oh, sorry. It doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Oh, all right. So she goes through your neck, but right as she does, you are just jerked away, like to the side, like you're suddenly back in reality. She misses you. And as she does, she screams. And that's like a hellish scream. And behind her, from the loft, two swarms of bats come down. Top of the round, Carla. You are downstairs. Do you oh, want to come I up or do you want to stay there? Before huh? I... You went before me. You you walked closer to your mom. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot. I'm going to message Rudolph, because now I know his name, and I know him fairly yes. well, and I'm going to say, Oh, vampire hunter, guess what's upstairs? Help us. Um, and I'll do that as my action, and then I will Noticed. scurry up the ladder. Um, Welcome back. And I will determine a tail to use in my next round. Okay. Okay, great. I'll keep that in my pocket. But <laughs> we'll keep going. Alright, that's what I'm going to do. That's my full turn. Alrighty. Casario, you are no longer charmed. Okay. Um, as I see a fire bolt streak over my shoulder and hit my mother, I'm going to take my action to... Um, put put her out like, no yeah I, i'm first i'm going to go no and i'm gonna um just like make sure she's okay and then i'm gonna turn my glance over my shoulder towards esmeralda and my eyes go black but i want to use my entire action to like if she's on fire just put out any fire i'm gonna turn around um mm -hmm. and sort of step in front of my mother and say uh, no what are you doing like don't hurt her I'm gonna, I'm gonna essentially block my mother so nobody else can attack her all right yeah. Noticed. That is it. That is it. John. All right. So seeing that her mother just bit at her and she she doesn't see she's defending her mother. And I, I understand. I, Casario, uh, I understand, but you're not thinking clearly. And he's going to reach out and touch Casario's uh, shoulder again and glance backwards and thunderstep. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll walk here to, to, to grab her and then thunderstep them just back to right in front of Carla and uh, Esmeralda. 
Do I get an attack of opportunity? It, I'm touching you. I, I You're coming with me. Oh, you're taking me. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm grabbing you, pulling you to, to okay. this other place. Um, I think Thunderstep, uh, you can bring along objects as long as they're away. You can also teleport one, uh, willing creature. Are you willing to, like, if I, if I grab you, are you going to shake me off and say no? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so in that moment, then, This makes it even worse, because, yeah. Well, no, if she shakes me off, like, I'm, I'm trying to bring her with me, but I know, I know, like, I, I, I'm not going to go through with it if she's shaking me off. Like the whole point is to get her. Do away. I get to make like a roll against it, or no? It's like a willing, willing creature. creature. It's just a willing creature, yeah. so you're not. So it willing has to be willing. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to to uh, grab you and and hold you by your shoulders. And says, Casario, something is happening right now with your mother. Something we don't understand. We need to get out of here. And I'm going to cast suggestion on that last part. All right. <laughs> Um. Also, John, yeah, your microphone is crackling a bit. So, voice mod. Uh, yeah. Let me let me fix that. Um, in this, like, I guess as my reaction, can I look back at my mother? She she like, went I, I feel like she bit at you. I, yeah, I know, but I feel like I was looking back at Esmeralda when that happened. Maybe I didn't notice it. Like, right. So I don't know. <laughs> turn your head towards her and say something is wrong. She looks horrifying, right? Like, well, horrifying is not the right word, but she definitely looks like this is something has taken hold of your mother. Like, even for you, as hard as it is, this is your mom, but this isn't your mom. All right. So, I'm going to cast suggestion on Casario, and essentially say we need to move away. Um, for the role for you to. It, oh, sorry. It's a wisdom that? saving throw of fifteen. Probably should have Can said I... that. Okay. Oh, I rolled a natural fourteen plus. Wait, save eight. Yeah. So a million. But, <gasps> um, but. Casario's going to look at her mother. She's going to say. I love you. And then I'm going to take John's um, arms and squeeze them. Okay. Shockingly, your mother does not return that gesture. Uh, oh, shit. Also, sorry. Suggestion means that protection from good and evil is dropped. Okay. So you take so his arm and then what? Yeah, instead so we're not thunderstepping, right? That was Right, no, that was I was trying to break break your Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um We got her on board though. Yeah. So it's who mm -hmm. whose turn now? Uh, if that was it, John, then yeah, it's as yeah. So so we're we need to get out of here, basically is what I said. Esmeralda will um, come up 
And she's easily going to make that. She rushes next to you, Casario, and she draws a silvered short sword, and she will attack your mother twice. Um. Okay, wait. I want to attack of opportunity on her. And instead of attacking, well, if you, I may, instead of... Only when she what? leaves your reach is an attack of opportunity, right? Oh, it's not coming. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> What's going You're on? fiendish today, Casario. Oh Holy I know, that's true. You've seen how she's treated other people who've even mentioned her mother in a negative sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Casario's being pretty nice oh, that she didn't is, like yeah. inflict wounds on Esmeralda oh, yeah. already. Yeah. One of her attacks hits, and um that does uh, seven points of piercing damage. Which doubles because it's in silvered weapon. Um All right. Next up is your mother, who is still focused on Casario, and she will try to bite at you again. Um, that's going to hit. That's a 23. That hits. So she just puts a hand on your jawline and the other one on your shoulder, and she just pulls them apart and takes a bite. Um, you take... Uh, seven points of piercing damage, plus ten points of necrotic damage, which I think is half with you because you're an Esmar. Yes. Right. So uh, that is twelve total. Okay. Um, of those twelve, your maximum hit points also drops by five. Okay. Uh, okay. Your mother looks a little bit more vital than what she was. Behind you, on the ladder, Rudolf makes an entrance. He steps off the ladder and he looks towards Celesaria and he says, Another foul witch. Esmeralda, you know what to do. And he draws his blade. That's what he does for now. Carla, top it around. Um, bonus action, Tale of the Traveler. I am going to throw that onto John. So, John, you will take—I mean, not take—you will gain. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, what was part of just level at the moment? Okay, so that's going to be nine temporary hit points Ooh. for you. Um, and your AC is also plus one, and you have an increase of 10 feet of walking speed. Sweet. As sort of, um, the armor that you have on glows with that sort of purple energy that you recognize mm. with Carla, where it's very, like, ghostly and, and boggy. And she's going to do one last polymorph on uh, Salisariel. She's going to try one more last time. She's like, please, she'll kill me if we kill you. Just turn into a cat. I'm just gonna try once just more. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yes. Uh, well, what wisdom is the fifteen. Wisdom fifteen. I don't know. I'm it's sorry. probably not gonna happen. Seventeen. Yeah. It was worth the shot. Okay. It was a good yeah, try. And... 
yeah, with that then, I am just going to move closer to the battle, I guess, mm -hmm. and get there. All right. Casario, your turn. <clears throat> um. So you just got bit. Stop. Everyone stop. Stop. I'm going to turn to my mother. And I'm going to, like, hold everyone back. Go. I can't let them hurt you, and I can't let you hurt them. So just go. None of us will harm you if you leave. But you must leave now. She seems unfazed by your words. Um, was that my action? You didn't say much, so I'll allow an action. All right, so for my action, I'm going to reach my hand into the air and a sphere is going to crackle around us with lightning energy around it as I cast Channel Divinity. And as part of that, I can not only give temporary hit points, but I can also end someone being charmed. I think it's possessed. Let me just double check that. Okay. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah. And one effect on it causing it to be charmed or frightened. So I'm going to attempt to channel saloon and end a charm effect on my mother because she would never hurt me if she wasn't charmed. And then I'm just going to slowly open my eyes and look at her. Your mother remains unfazed. Mm. All right. I'll, I'll use my movement to, to like back up a step and try All to right. like move my friends with me. You can only pick one. Who? Um, like, I'm going to back up, but I'm just going to, like, hold my hands out, like, in a gesture to, like, everyone, let's just leave. But I, so I just move one step back. That's my movement. All right. As you do, uh, she will try to claw at you. Uh, and she does so for uh, it's not gonna hit a thirteen. I'll I'll lift my shield, um, so that she hits my shield, and then I'll just sort of stare at her like in disbelief. I can't believe this is happening. All right, John, are you moving backwards as well? Casario's trying to move you. No. So it's my turn now? Uh, yes. I'm going to take a glance back at Esmeralda and then and Rudolph and say, don't intervene. This is family. And I'll, I'll look at Casario in her eyes for a second or two and then turn and, and reach out a, a hand towards Salisario and use Hexblade's curse on her. And you just see 
a red a glistening red string come down and just like siphon onto her i'm sorry casario and as my action i'm going to hold my my weapon and it's going to gleam brilliantly and for 20 feet bright light and 20 more feet for dim light it is going i'm going to cast uh my channel of my channel divinity of dawnbreaker as an action i can do oh. a weapon with positive energy for one minute uh you me and all creatures of my choice within 20 feet add my uh half of my charisma modifier to their attack roll so plus two and uh i'm i'm not going to attack but i'm going to position myself between salisario and casario and I'm going to basically guard myself to for a fight. All right. Well, sir, your microphone's still correctly. It is. I just refreshed it. Mm -hmm. um, also, a little beam of sort of electric energy hits you for nine temporary hit points. Okay, cool. Is, is it better now? No, uh, it isn't. It isn't. Got worse. Oh, good lord. <laughs> um, is it Take fine? It's still crackling. Okay, then, and then that means it's... And... Now? Nope. Oh, no, okay. Still Want to take a five second? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll take we're going to take, take, take a moment. Power break. Yep. Oh, we'll be right back. Seven. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, so we're still fixing uh, John's microphone. It's still crackling a little bit. So uh, looking at the time, we're also at the half... Uh, well, halfway's mark. Um, so we're going to take our break. Uh, we'll be back in about, say, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then hopefully we'll have to microfix as well. So yep. stick around, and we'll see you in a little bit. Bye, everybody. Hello, everybody. We are back. I hope you guys are too. I hope you enjoyed your break as much as we did. Um, we fixed the microphone issue, so uh, that should be fine again. Yay, you sound crystal clear again, John. Um, so before the break, you guys went to the Sanguine Inn and after some talks here and there you went upstairs you met with rictavio who turned out to be rudolf van richten um who um is the famous vampire hunter rudolf van richten yes uh he had a little chat with you then you went to the office of ernst who allowed you to go upstairs to meet with casario's mom and after a very emotional talk with her mom her mom revealed herself to be a bride of strad and subsequently asked Casario to join her in the most dark way imaginable. That fight was ongoing and is still going. Um, so we're jumping back into the action in the fight with Casario's mom, Celisaria, who now calls herself Celisaria Silverovich. Ooh. Silverovich. The battle no. commences, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty, oh so God. let's jump back with some music. There we are. And turn follow, we are with Esmeralda. Esmeralda will move forward one step. She gets a plus two to her attack. Alright, she pulls her silver short sword and once again attacks Casario's mom uh, once with a 13, which doesn't hit. And once with a little more, which I do think hits, but I need to make a check. Uh, yeah, that's a little more, and it does hit uh, for a total of seven piercing damage. 
which doubles because it's a silver sword. Alrighty. Celesaria looks angrily at John and she says, You get away from my daughter! And she tries to bite you. Uh, with an emphasis on try, I think, um, because that is a 14. And I have a 19 right now. Thank you, Carla. All right. You're welcome. That misses. So she, I uh, think, uh, hits her uh, two um, toothy tooth teeth thingies on your armor. <laughs> I don't know where Thanks. I was going with that. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's the word. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm Dutch. <laughs> Vampire toothy, you know those things. Toothy teethy things toothy teeth. like this. Yeah. Yes. They're like. Uh, followed up by uh, an attack with her hands. She tries to claw at you, um, and that might hit because that is a twenty-four. Ah, oh, even with shield, that doesn't. Affect. Yep. So right. I block her, um, her, that is... her mouth with the with the weapon, and she gets me in the side with her claw. For eight points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Um, Esmeralda is going to get nine temporary hit points at the end of her turn. Uh, noted. All right. Um, Rudolph himself steps forward. And from a cane that he is carrying with him, he pulls a silvered sword. Ooh. And he gets closer to your mother. And he says, I have beaten so many of you. Don't matter if it's one more. And he uses a flurry attack. The flurry attack basically is a double attack with the sword king. One is a uh, 25, which hits. And the other one misses. The one that hits is two, 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 11 piercing damage, which doubles because it is a silvered sword. So far, uh, Esmeralda and um, uh, Rudolph are, are defeating your mom. Not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> The swarms of bats fly in, and one of them tries to attack Carla. The other one tries to attack Esmeralda. The swarm of bats that tries to attack uh, Carla tries to do so for a 14. That does not hit. All right. Uh, they're just trying to fly around you with no other status effect per se. Um, the other swarm of bats tries to attack Esmeralda for a 9, so they also miss. Top of the round, Carla. Alrighty. <clears throat> um, uh, okay, I mean, just to... Like in a Hail Mary, um, Carol's going to say, Salisario, stop! And she's going to try and charm person to get her to stop. So she needs to make me a wisdom DC 15, the usual. She turns around, looking at you, and she says, No! And she casts Counterspell. Ooh. I did not expect that. I'm going to roll by one of my tails and I'm like, oh! 
And Stoker appears from the ground ah. um, in his ghostly form, as opposed to a shadowy one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, that will come into effect in the next round. But that's the tale of the clever animals. Like she scared me so much, Stoker came back to life. <laughs> um, that's a T-shirt right there. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Fourteen temporary hit points at the end of your turn. Ooh. Oh, thank you. That's big. Casario. She's watching her mother hurt her friends. And all of a sudden, clouds begin to form beneath her feet, and this almost like swirl of energy sort of spirals up her body. You see two incorporeal wings come out of her back as she lifts. I'm looking, the ceiling's probably 20 feet. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 10 feet into the air, and I'm going to fly um, another 10 feet back. And her wings are pretty much the span of this entire room, so I'm just going to be in the middle of the room here, floating there with... Go. There you go. Okay. Where do you want to go? Um, yeah, so she, I just like lift 10 feet up in the air and then I'm going to fly 10 feet back and my wings are going to just, um, and, uh, I'm just going to say, leave or die. Please leave. And that's the end of my turn. You say that to your mother, right? Like I imagine, I have to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She shows an ang an, an angrily like grin at you, baring her fangs. As she looks at you and she says, none of us is leaving here. Okay. That's my turn. John. <clears throat> Alright, as she as she hisses that, John rears back, and with his glowing weapon, he takes a swipe at Casario's mother. For a it'd be great if I knew what my Okay. So that's a twenty to hit, dirty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That it's that's gonna be a great weapon hit and I'm going to dump a smite on as well. Which is technically radiant damage, right? Yes, it is radiant damage. All right. So this is going to be... Let me know the number separately. Okay, and if she's undead, it's also an extra D8. She is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that is going to be... Uh, five, eight, eight. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, plus five, um, 23, 23 regular damage, uh, bludgeoning damage. Yes. And <laughs> 12 radiant damage on top. Which doubles. So 24 plus 23. Uh, yeah, that's going to be 47 damage. <laughs> Remind me why you are a paladin again. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Your mom's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, these, you know, these people came up. They're starting to stab into her, and he yells out, "I told you, this is a family matter!" And he he rears back and, and basically hits her hits her with his glowing weapon, and then he's gonna hit her again. Okay. All right. Uh, it's gonna be. And this time I'm not gonna do a smite. So. Uh, oh, a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> yes, that hits. <laughs> so that's going to be a 20, 24 to hit, I believe. So yeah, natural 20. Um, oh man, it would have been great to get the smite on this one, but whatever. Uh, so, oh God. Um, we'll turn her into paste. I didn't mean to. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to be, it is also rolled pretty high. So that's nine plus three. Uh, 12 plus, uh, an additional 15 plus 12, nine plus three, 12 plus 12, 24 plus 15. Holy crap. Um, that's 39. <laughs> She's not looking too good, Mr. Stark, but she's standing. <laughs> okay. So like the bare minimum I can do with that is 12 plus uh, 15. So like it's 27. That's like with no added roll. You did like a freaking 100 damage uh, almost this round, man. Holy damn. <laughs> and with Great Weapon Master, the fact that I crit allows me one more hit. Oh, oh God, that's true. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Kasari. It's a family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah, exactly. He, he like, sh she tried to bite him. He, he pushes that off. She stabs him and he goes, he, Esmeralda and uh, Rudolph, I told you this is a family matter. And he swipe, swipe, swipe. Uh, the last one is a 15 hit. That doesn't hit. Okay. So, yeah, the last one, the the critical hit her so hard that the last one misses. Yeah, she just basically moves out of the way because of that. Mm. Yes. Okay. And he's going to glare at the at the two standing next to him. That was, that was everything cool. I got. All right. As you hit her for the second time in her pure anger she uses a legendary action oh shit bite you. Yes. he's learned we need those <laughs> i was prepared uh, that is a 23 to hit all right uh with my reaction i'm gonna cast shield with my i think final first level spell slot and yeah. that gets me up to 24 ac because of carla are you allowed to do, yeah, you are because that third attack isn't a reaction. Yes, you are allowed to do that. <laughs> thank, so, thank you, Carla. Because without that, oh, it would have meets it beats it. You would have gotten me, Carla. So, so yeah, the the purple shimmer is stops her fangs a centimeter from my neck. Oh, <laughs> it all correlates into that point. It bounces off her, and whenever my next turn comes out, that purple will dispel because I'm going to be using something different. But yeah. Oh, did did that already go away because of the? No, because I haven't activated oh, the spell properly okay. yet. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, you get oh, eleven temporary hit points. John. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Esmeralda will try to stab your mom as well. Um, should we just call her as like Silasaria again? Like it's just like the whole your mom is just so like <laughs> makes it so personal. No, it's gonna be just as traumatic. Yeah, it's me. Tell your mom. You can call her whatever you want. I didn't mean to beat your mom in the face. I'm sorry. My long lost mother, whom I love more than anything in this world. Just go. Yeah, sword. Yeah, stab sure. her. It's fine. 
Yeah, sure. Saber. Uh, Tracer attacker for a 12, so that does not hit. Uh, Esmeralda yeah. just angrily stares, stands there. So Lissaria looks at John and once again tries to bite you in a frenzy. She tries to go for the jugular and she does that for a, that uh, is a plus 22. Yep, and I already used my react. Oh wait, no, my shield's still up, isn't it? Because the shield stays the entire until my my next turn. Until your next turn. Yep. So, oh god, I was like, oh god, I reused my reaction, but ha! Ah, thank you, Carla. You're welcome. And then she turns to Esmeralda and tries to claw her, and she does that for a twenty twenty seven. So that hits. <laughs> Those bonuses for vampires are crazy. Oof. Um. And that is a eight points of bludgeoning damage, which she has temporary hit points, so she's unaffected by it. The doctor, Rudolf van Richten, takes out a holy symbol and raises it at Celosaria. He says, you will go back to the darkness where you came from. There is still good in you, but the evil shall be relinquished. Be gone! And he presses a cross against her skin. The cross seems to be silver, but it doesn't seem to do anything. And in a split moment, you might also notice that even Rudolf van Richten is shocked by that. Top it around, Carla. Eleven temporary hit points to Van Richten. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Did anyone else go between there? Mm. Uh, you guys both got it right. But Esmeralda already lost them, so uh, yeah. So okay. Around again. Okay. Arla is going to send Stoker over to Casariel, and basically, if anyone tries to charm you or frighten you. Um, or you do an intelligence or like charisma check or anything like that, you can add a d8 to it because uh, he basically provides emotional support. He's your emotional support animal. <laughs> um, and Carla's going to pop behind Celisaria. Um So she's going to pop 15 kind of as, is it like, yeah, it's a 15 foot cube from myself. So I'm going to <clears> pop 15 back where I'm only kind of hitting her for Thunder Wave. And the bats? And the bats, if the bats Yay. are following me. You're they're, gonna they're hit probably Rudolph get... as well, then. He could take it. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to cast it at... I'm going to do third level. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> okay. And I'm basically doing this with the intent of hoping to knock her out, not kill her. So if I bring her down to, like, the end, I'm trying to knock her out, not kill her. Um, so I will decide that. With the logic, Carla's just like, hopefully this will blast her into a wall and she won't get up for a little while, but she'll be fine. Um, so she needs to make me, and Rudolph, I guess, <laughs> needs to make me a, a Constitution 15 saving throw. Let me see what the doctor has on that. Constitution, right? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doctor fails it. <laughs> Great. Um. Oh, hang on. Calls is she? Does she save? That's fine. She's still going to damage. But hang on. But you're also going to try to get the bats, right? Uh, yeah. oh, one of the bats gets a nat one, that's, and one gets uh, that is a nine. So yeah, the bats both fail. Bats fail. Okay, so that's so it's two and then one for every above it. So that's it starts out as a first level spell. So that's the second level, the third level, and the fourth level. So that is a total of two, three, four, five d eights, and I'm also going to throw in my bardic spiritual die that allows me to do that because it's one of my bard spells. Yep. Okay. And all together or all in this together but it's terrible at 18. <laughs> We're all suffering together. Together. 26. Then, oh, that's good. Um, I don't like that. Eight. <laughs> 34. For everyone who didn't save, and 34? then craft, yeah, because I cast it at third level, right? All right. Am I doing this so, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the amount of dice that you uh, you said is, is right. So okay. the bats are disintegrated. Uh, Rudolph right. takes the brunt of that and is being pushed. I believe he's also pushed back five feet, right? Ten. Ten <laughs> feet. Uh, okay. Boop. There you go. Uh, and he's hurting uh, pretty bad. Um, not and bleeding Salisbury, yet, yeah. but almost. So sorry, he gets half cap. of that, so that is 17, 17 points of yeah. damage. Yeah. 17 points of thunder uh, damage. Noted. Thunder. Uh, she's still standing, but she's still bleeding. Okay. Well, shit. Um, all right. Uh, okay, cool. I can't do much else past that, so I'm just going to like stand there and be like, oh, I thought that would work. Okay. All right, Casario. Um, nine temporary hit points, if that's not less than what you already have, Carla. Um, this whole few seconds, she's just watching damage fly around and all of her friends do things. She sort of centers herself and, and um, just says, Saloon, Guide me. I'm gonna cast banishment on my mother. All right. Ooh. Um, big one. And so, I'm going to attempt to send her to another plane of existence. If she's not native to this plane of existence, if she fails this save, she's sent back to her home plane. So she's gonna go back home. Smart. If she fails this. Wow. It's a. Charisma saving throw, DC 16. Charisma of how much? 16. Okay. As you cast this spell, you see your mother standing as if she is struck by lightning. 
as she crawls together in a ball. And within seconds, she just disappears from existence. The powers of this universe are not so easily broken. For a second after, she pops back. Your spell did affect, but unfortunately, stronger powers are at play in Barovia. As a tear sort of streaks down Kasariel's eyes, her eyes are going to flicker from light purple to black. And her wings, instead of this like iridescent moonstone sort of color, they're going to like just darken into like a very deep purple. Um, I hope I'm doing the right thing here. The end of my turn. There we go. A little bright. It's <laughs> a little too red, right? I can't yeah. See but that is that looks really cool though. The the background looks like There oh, is no more awesome. There we go. Ah. There is only Zool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's the end of my turn. Your mother looks frightened by what you just did. John. This place is foul and cursed. I will free you from this curse. I'm sorry, Salisario. You don't deserve this. I'll look back at Casario one more time and... Oh, ow. Hit your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is... Four plus six, 19 to hit. That hits. And that is going to be uh, 20 damage from my magical weapon. You hit her square in the chest, and for the first time, she tumbles back and falls flat onto the floor. She's bleeding heavily and heaving, trying to get some air but it doesn't take a soldier to see that you've got her. She is, she's dying. I'm gonna reach to Esmeralda and grab her arm. Cause she would, I imagine she was gonna try to go for like the finish or something and, and look to Casario. Your turn follow is gone I'm, for now. I'm, Feel I'm free done. to do what you want to do. Okay, so I'm, ba I'm basically staying Esmeralda's hand and I'm glaring at Rudolph, but... Sorry. Rudolph is at the ready to do something, but he's also looking at Casario. Uh, Casario will drop down to the ground. She's still got her wings, but... They're sort of flickering and fading. Um, and she'll walk to her mother 
and sort of like kneel down beside her and take her into her arms. All right, feel free. Um, is she still breathing? Yes, but she's struggling. She turns her head and even though she looks every much the vampire that she is, you do notice a hint of what was once your mother still in there. She grasps your arm and says, the night is not over. You can kill me now, but... I will be reborn and the cycle continues. There is no escaping this once you're here. I'm gonna place my hand on her chest and cast a moonbeam. That'll hit, so feel free to roll your damage. Or tell me what the damage is. Uh, um... It is... Um, eight damage. Plus eight. So, sixteen. What kind of damage is it? Radiant. Even though usually your moonbeams are like a force to be reckoned with, like they are like instant waterfalls almost on the battlefield. This hits almost with pinpoint precision. It brings your mother down and your mother stops breathing. As you are sitting here, kneeled with your mother in your arms, Rudolph squats down next to you and he says, I know this is a family predicament, but time is of the essence. If you truly wish to help your mother, you've had your training. You know what to do. And you, and he points at Carla. Yes. You've been at the windmill. Remember what you have discovered there. Get one of those flasks, quickly. He'll take out the one that she previously used to gain back her memories and hand it over. He takes one of the vials and holds it next to your mother and looks expectantly at Casario. I don't know what that is. Would Casario know? Rudolph is holding one of those vials that Carla's 
um, bargain was held in. He's holding one of those in his hands and he's looking at you. And he says, take a steak, finish it. Wait, what? What is happening? Well, I think he wants you to capture the Robert. soul. A steak, a wooden steak. You have those with you, do you not? Carla will reach the- into her bag and like hand one over to Casariel and say, I think your mother's soul will be reborn, but it you might be able to save it. I think that's what he's implying. Your mother yeah. hasn't passed just yet. If we leave her as this, she will just wake up again. But if you drive a stake through her heart, she will pass. The only thing we need to do is save her soul. For that, he holds up the flask. I have this. Do it, Casario. Save your mother. Casario will take out a stake and plunge it with both hands into her mother's heart. As you do that, your mother will open her eyes and scream loudly. And as she does, she turns back into her former self once more, looking into your eyes and saying, Find a way out, Casario. Do what I couldn't. Before she slowly turns to ash. From her body, a very subtle light source erupts, which drifts over to the bottle that Van Richten very quickly closes. He looks at you, Casario, and he says, Keep this close with you. If you do not wish your mother to be reborn in this life, in this world, take this bottle with you beyond Barovia. Your mother might not be able to live again, but at least she will not she will be spared a repetitive life in Barovia. Guard this with your life. And he hands the bottle to you. I take the bottle. You have the bottle with the soul of your now untainted mother with you. Put my hand on Casario's shoulder. Squeeze it gently. Um, Casario will just touch his hand a second. Riddle Van Esmeralda will take a step back.
Reach out a hand to Carla. He'll take it and offer another one to Casario. For the one. So that we're all kind of linked. I'll take it and stand up. Oh, uh, I guess we we should um we should go. We should go. Where are we going now? We head home to the mansion. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. <clears throat> we should go home to the mansion. Rudolf and Esmeralda allow you a moment to gather your thoughts and then step in. Rudolf also puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, We may not have been acquainted for very long, but what you did was the right thing. And I cannot even begin to fathom how hard it must be to do what you just did we will find a way to give your mother the eternal rest that she deserves we will find a way to relinquish this world of its evil now you said you had a mansion nearby we can go downstairs and find our way but I feel as safe over here as I would in Strahd's castle. I know how to teleport. I do not know the location of your mansion, but shall I teleport us to the Vistani camp outside the city? Yes, it should it's give us day. It should give us a bit of head start. Uh, touch my hand if you will, and he reaches out his hand to you. Comply. Casario, you two touch his hand? You just have to ask. Yeah. Yep. All right. As you do, uh, you are teleported to the Vistani camp, which I'm quickly getting the map from. There we go. Quickly remove a couple of tokens that should not be here at the moment. <laughs> we left our horses in Falaki. Uh, yes, you did. I have to come back for those. As the teleport spell takes place, you are standing in front of the large tent as you apparate again. Rudolf looks at you and he says, Lead on wherever you go. I will follow. We'll lead him directly to the mansion. 
You want to go to the matchroom? Mm-hmm. All right. From here, you move towards your mansion. Let me quickly grab that. And you appear in front of the house. So Daskalus Manor, huh? Turn it around into something nice. Not his anymore, it's ours. We don't really have a team name, but... Home, for as much home Barovia can be. Um, she's going to kind of look at him for a moment and be like, would you excuse us for just a second? Head on in, our friend who takes care of this place should be able to take care of you. Tell him that we sent you. We'll, um, we'll take a moment outside here. I'm sure that Esmeralda will want to have words with me now that she knows that I am here. We will catch up soon, he says, and they both move back. <laughs> Would you like to take some time, Casario? Time for what? You don't have to be brave or strong right now. <clears throat> that was... That was not my mother. And so, I'm fine. We've rid this land of one fiend, there are many more. We should not take time, we should regroup. Continue on, we have people to save. Lives to help a, a Dark Lord to overthrow. We have much to do. Yes. Well, I'm going to go conduct my rituals for the day and inform our butler of what's gone on. Um, and I'll kind of look at John kind of in a way of like, you know, have your moment. And then I'm going to head into the house to sort of do exactly what I said, give them a moment alone. Not you, John. Not you, because I... I can't be strong with you, and I can't break down. So let's just pretend that we had this conversation. And I love you, and I appreciate it, but I'm... I'm fine. We have a job to do. We can be sad when it's done. That is our way. There's no time for sadness now. Sorry, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me out of the 
darkness. You've always been my my guiding light, and I think that if I can help you once, thank you, Casario. But I'm proud of you. I would not have been so strong. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. We do what we must. Yeah. Together with a singular purpose, are we not? We do what we must. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot that could be said, but I'm no good with words. Let's go see if we've got anything to drink in there, shall we? Sounds like a plan. Good. And she'll kind of like clap him on the shoulder and head in with him. You walk inside, Orpheus is still standing there, um, apparently conversing with Carla. So we're going to need two rooms um, dolled up for however long these two will need them. They are wonderful okay. um, people. Um, oh, I've also I've gotten you a friend and I'm going to pull Busty out of the bag. <laughs> to say, uh, this is Basti. He loves reading, um, but he finds it very hard to move the pages because he doesn't have arms. Um, so I was thinking you could, you know, bring him to the library and you two could enjoy novels together. You can read together, keep you company here. Oh boy, I do love to read. What's your name? Uh, Orpheus. Hi. It's an uneasy friendship, apparently. Oh my god, it's the odd <laughs> couple. I love it so much. <laughs> yes, um, yes it's, I think the library would be perfect for him. Leave a book down. Um, yeah, and, you know, just turn the pages whenever he asks. Um, 100%. You just leave me on a chair with a book and just switch on my book every once in a while and I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's very good at knowledge so if you ever want to learn anything I'm sure he can talk to you a little bit about them I know you, you love poetry so yeah, it might be a, a whole thing um, so yes guest rooms this guy and um, thank you so much for all the work that you've done here and I'm still on that search for that apple for you I'm, I'm hunting it down I've been asking around but hopefully soon wonderful who are our guests by the way Oh, I'm, and I'm going to, to, I've basically, in the conversation with Orpheus, I, I would have told him, like, you know, the Van Richten. <laughs> and, um, why can't I think of her name? Esmeralda. 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 Yeah. Like, Esmeralda and Van, uh, Van Richten, they're wonderful, wonderful people, really nice. They're, they'll be coming ginger hair and a gray-haired man, and they are lovely, and they're going to be staying here as long as they would like. Wonderful. Um, okay. Um, well, they're they're more than welcome, of course. Um, I will go and make uh, uh, places immediately, and I'll put Busty in the in the in the library. Wouldn't you like that, Busty? And Busty tries to nod, but he's a bust, so he can't. So he just <laughs> says, "Yeah," and he's um, 
transported into the library as Orpheus goes upstairs to arrange sleeping quarters. Incredible. Very handy to have him around. Um, you didn't hmm. have any hand. Oh, oh, Orpheus, yes. Orpheus, yes. Not nasty. Hmm. I wonder if we could get... But never mind. Um... So, uh, drinks, dinner, and then we can congregate in the evening and maybe continue to look for answers in that home. I look to Casario mm. when she says drinks, and drinks sound good. Let's, um, uh... Are we allowed to join you? Um, Fermerickton asks. Absolutely, of course. John definitely doesn't say that, but he, there's a shed Wait over a there. Sorry. Did they not step in yet and they ask if they can come inside? Yes. Uh, well, wait a damn minute. <clears throat> wait a minute. Why haven't they come inside yet? Oh, <laughs> Fabric then immediately picks up on that and says, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have not invited me just yet, and still I'm stepping inside. I understand your concern. Uh, so but please, can we join you for drinks? In that case, yes. yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Great. Well, well picked up by the Wakers area, but yeah, they're not vampires. <laughs> yeah. But they are rude. <laughs> you'll kill my yeah, mother. Yeah, coming in without asking. Wow. By anyone. Mm. Um, I trust you even less than I did before, which was <laughs> not at all, sir. Not at mm. all. Esmeralda <laughs> and um, Rudolph sit down on the couch in the bar area. I, John starts pulling out supplies because Carla makes some really good drinks. I, I think. Yeah, I pull out um, the dragon smash that I've been basically collecting from everywhere we've been <laughs> going. And I pull that out. And I add a little bit of like the herbs and spices that are around the place to make like almost like a mulled wine. <laughs> Merry Christmas, I guess. Um, for everyone. I'm quickly thinking if I can put a roll against that because I love it, but I also kind of want to put a roll against it. Sure, let's see the quality of wine. Heck, make me a medicine check. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not too bad. That's a 16. Plus, what's my medicine? Oh, not there. Okay, 18. That's pretty good wine. (laughs) I know my stuff. It is very tasty wine. I call up like a ghost of a chef and I'm like, can you just like help me? Just like (laughs) figure this out. (laughs) So I I imagine you guys are also going to go to the bar area. We need oh, some yes. drinks. So as you guys are getting some drinks, <laughs> as you guys are getting some drinks and, and getting settled down uh, after a little while, um, Rudolph steps forward and hey, why can't you move? That's weird. There you go. Rudolph um, gets up and steps forward. And he says, "So I don't want to be insensitive because the whole situation and whatnot. And please, if you do need some time to process everything that's happened, I understand. But I do wish to share one more thing with you, which we might not have had time for before. Back when I joined Barovia, when I came in, I knew what I was getting into. I've heard, I had heard the stories of Barovia and it's 
leader, if you will. And for a large portion of my life, it has been my goal to relinquish this world of its vampiric evilness. And don't get me wrong, there's been many people before you that have tried and that I have tried to work with, but no one has ever come as far as you have so far. You have seen much of this land, and you have done quite a bit. Most of it meritable, unfortunately some things not, but it is hard to make the right choice all the time. Anyways, I'm... I'm sorry. I know that you are looking for something. You have been told of a place with amber doors, have you not? Hmm. We've, yes. We've seen it. Seen it? That book we mentioned before, it brings us into the memories of Strahd's past. We saw when he raided the temple. Esmeralda nods and chips in with that because you've told her already. And as you do, Van Richten rubs his chin and he says, that is very interesting. You see, the Amber Temple is a shadow of its former glory. It used to be a place of worship. A lot of monks and other clergymen and women who were there have been cut down by Strahd. Nowadays, the place lies in ruins, but it is still there. What is most harrowing is what is in the vaults below. Yes. What Strahd did in the Amber Temple is something that other mortals can do with other amber vaults. The vault that Strat was being called by gave him the power of vampirism. But the vault hides many more, perhaps even darker secrets. But there is also light. From what I have gathered, a sword of pure sunlight might be hidden in the Amber Temple. Now, my resources are scarce on this, but if this is true, then perhaps it is worth the journey. I believe it. I do not know. It is. If... Sorry, go ahead. I believe it is. We've talked to Sergei Konzarevich, the sword's owner. He came to you? Yes. Not here, in Kresk. We managed to contact him several times. He said to look for his sword. Of course. That'll be the only place where he could still be. Listen. If you want to go, if you dare go to the Amber Temple, know this. It is quite a trek, and it is not the easiest. Barovia is not exactly sprawling with life, but 
going to the Amber Temple means leaving civilized, the civilized world of Barovia and venturing into virtually uncharted territory. You will have to go through the Tsolenka Pass, past the gate and over the bridge and then reach the temple. I have never been there myself and truthfully, I am not sure whether or not I want to go there, but if you feel called to venture there, know this, be prepared. It is quite the climb and the climate is unforgiving. In your current outfit, you will succumb to the cold quite easily. So do prepare before you go there. But if you were to find this fabled sword made of pure sunlight, perhaps that might serve as a starting point to start to find a solution to this world's predicament. Is there any way to break a deal you know of? We keep hearing about mean? this deal that he made. There has to be... Well, it's a it's a deal that he made. A, a bargain. So a way to break that. <sighs> I know that's what everyone's looking for. That's the solutions he's looking for. But I mean, they keep looking for it on his end. Not on the other parties. A deal is made on two accounts. You remove one of the accounts, the deal is broken. You cannot remove the side of Strahd. You will have to relinquish an old god. I don't think any of us will have that power, let alone combined. No, the solution lies with Strahd, but Strahd is not so easily defeated. Oh. You have seen vampires, and you have seen vampire spawns in this world. Those are nuisances, maybe even threats, but... And I mean, no disrespect, of course, to your mother, Casariel, he says as he looks at Casariel. They're dangerous in their own right, but ultimately they are only vampires and vampire spawns. But Strahd is something different. He is infused with the power of an old god. It takes a lot more to break a power like that. Did it take perhaps an army? Quite substantial army. Numbers would help. No. And from what I've heard, some people are rooting for you already. Perhaps setting the right example would rally more people to your cause. It's worth trying. I think so too. I mean, could you imagine? The wings, the hair, and a flaming sword of pure sunlight. What wouldn't be rallied to a sight like that? And she'll kind of turn to Casariel as if, like, this would be our leader if that would happen. Would be something. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to take up that mantle? It is a lot to ask, and the sacrifice, if it goes wrong, is. Enormous. 
But are you willing? I have nothing on this world or any other to lose now. He smiles at you and he points to the little bag that you sport and he says, except for one thing, right? <clears throat> Sorry, I'll... We're going to need to find a way to get you beyond the borders of Barovia if you are to finish saving your mother. I already know a way to do that, John. Vistani, of course. I'll have to talk to them. Esmeralda grins and she says, what did the Vistani tell you? Remember, I'm part of them. The potions to get to the edge of the mist, it's malarkey. It's not true. And yes, we the Vistani can go through the mist unharmed. That is the bargain that Strahd struck with us when he was mortally wounded on the battlefield back eons ago. But that only extends to the Vistani, not to you. Yes. Could we could ask them to take her for me, but I'm not inclined to relinquish her just yet. My father is here after all. Perhaps being born here again. Should he be born here again, they could meet each other in some way. That is one where one place where we know an army rests. We may be able to True. rally them to our cause. The Knights of Argonost. Their leader Difficult is spineless. Yeah. Or maybe just bitter. But whatever he is, he's no he's no longer fit for the mantle. That I would agree with. The man has a warped vision of reality, but given what he's been through, I do understand that a little bit. Perhaps you should lead them, John. Perhaps you should lead the Knights of Argenvast. A paladin leading paladins. It's good work. I don't know if I'm worthy for such a mantle either. I don't even know if I'm worthy for the title of paladin anymore. Now is another time to doubt yourself. There's only one of us allowed to be sad and upset here, and I believe that's me. <laughs> So cheer up. You're supposed to be making me feel better. <laughs> With that, he'll hand you a drink that he brought over from the bar. And I will chug <laughs> it all. And then hand him back the empty cup. And I'll, and I'll drink mine. <laughs> like I'm halfway through mine and all of a sudden there's another cup. Oh. That's better. Stop feeling sorry yeah. for yourself. What an idea, though. Casariel, the head of this great army of allies that we lead. Flaming sword, bright wings, John. Bringing together the paladins 
that have held on with their hatred of Strahd, their need to do good, pushing them a little bit further, twisting them, but pushing them. And for me, I think, there are souls trapped in Barovia, aren't they? I saw them. Sergei showed me a vision. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, he, he said he's, he'll be RP one second, but go on. Yes, they march every night to the castle, I believe. Leader, yes, of, isn't that right? leader of the spirits. That seems oddly fitting for you. That's what I was thinking. We... It's a far-fetched request. It's probably impossible. It's probably incredibly stupid. But, I mean, what else would we have to do here? Well, they're marching. You mean to make an army of them? Of all the adventurers past? Yes. And there's souls trapped here as well that haven't been reborn. <laughs> they're spirits in their own right. The sound of it. By the end of this, we'll have the mist itself rebelling against him. <laughs> that might be a bit far. Though, I am curious about his generals. How loyal are they to him? I meant to ask my mother just that. Something mm. tells me Rahadin. And Gwendolyn? Guinevere? Gwen? Gwen? Willem? Willem. That's Willem. the one. I think she's... I don't know if she's anymore. Didn't he eat her? I think he ate her. We saw her at dinner the other day. He oh. ate her his vision, but I think... That's how the empire is made. I understand. Yes. Yes, mm. I believe that's how it works. Mm. Andrik Willem is one of his vampire lieutenants. Generals, if you will, but yes. She <laughs> believes... As a matter of fact, I believe that she was one of his first turned... Uh, we saw her, yeah. First turn, actually. Yeah. But how the turn people who are turned, how loyal can they be? Is there any way to turn them on our side? Oh, I doubt that very much. I haven't managed to convince one of them, but John holds up his hands and you can just see the, the sort of strings flowing around them and he goes That might be something to explore. You have a source on the inside. What a reliable one that he's there. It was I'm... interesting to see Escher through you. I don't know what you did, John, but be wary of the power that comes through him. Escher might not be a general, but you do know that Escher too is turned, right? I hadn't really thought of it. I just thought he was an asshole. <laughs> well, think of him as an asshole with fangs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is such a weird image. I'm sorry. <laughs> Accurate, though. Um, this was a, this was a a strong and difficult night for all of us. I think maybe we can take our rest and try to 
come together in the morning with some clearer thoughts. Esmeralda mm-hmm. hops up from the couch and she says, um, about this book that you have, a diary, you said. So how does that work? Yes. Oh, well, we were going to look at it. Drink up, all of you. And let's um, get started on the tale, I suppose. So what do you do? You just, like, he's written everything that happened to him in there? <laughs> yes, but it seems to be written in some sort of magic code. It takes me about two to three hours to decode it every time. But I give her, like, basically... Yeah. Um, So I give her, like, the spark notes that I've been writing up, and there's just a bunch of, like... You know, it's very, like, jumbled thoughts of, like, everything that's happened, and then, like, evil little pictures of Strahd and, like, angry (laughs) eyebrows. It's a string board. Here, over here, over here, over here. Yeah. Uh, Like, little smirky little comments of, like, he was a particularly badass hole in here. Um, all about the like wine section where we just go around spilling wine on him is the most detailed part. Um, <laughs> I, give, I give her the spark notes on that. Um, and I'm like, so this is what's um, happened so far. And every time we want to experience a new chapter, I need to spend some time decoding it. So, yes. All right. It'll be a couple of hours, but if you sit around, you'll see what happens to us. I have nothing planned for the rest of the night, so I would love to see that. What about you, uh, uh, Rudolf? And Rudolf looks at this and he says, just give me the spark notes when you're done. As for now, I would like to retire. Um, I'll be upstairs if you need me. Uh, if you don't need, like, protection signals, throw them up everywhere, please. <laughs> you know, right. you're a vampire hunter, I was, you know, just in case... Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Rudolph. Uh, before, uh, so he, he's gone. Um, but Esmeralda, is he Strahd? What? <laughs> no. He's uh, the anti Strahd. Okay. Uh, we, we knew a guy before, uh, Vasily, I think, who, who we, he was a friend and then he came and he was with us for a while. He traveled with us. He was friendly. And then we even stayed at his house. Uh, but he was Strahd the whole time. Yeah, he stole a woman from us. That's it's the main reason I particularly don't like him. It's in the spark notes. Just have a read of that later. <laughs> oh, um, just making sure. Okay. What? Okay. So, be we careful. Just... He likes to disguise himself. Is I believe John's message here. But yes, um, right. drink, talk amongst yourselves. I will let you know when I've decoded this, and Carla will sit her ass down and spend two to three hours trying to get that all together. Wonderful. I'll take another drink then. <laughs> so is there anything else that you guys want to do right now? I'll bring back a, a couple armloads of empty glasses from Casario and myself and back to the bar. <laughs> all right. Um, you can all take a long rest right now in, in the safe security of your own mansion. So if you need it, feel free to apply a long rest. And while you're doing that, ladies and gentlemen, you just fought a vampire. You level up. Woo! Yes. Woo! Oh, like, no, that's oh, not a yes. It was her fucking mom. Okay. <laughs> the, yeah, that's a good point. Well, no, no, it's it, all worth it. It wasn't her. It wasn't her mom. <laughs> we we just freed her mom from a curse. Mm. Yeah. So are well, we? Yeah. Are they level now? 
So you are level nine now. Congratulations. Ooh. You're getting to that Wild double times. digit level. Yeah, level nine. Ooh. So I don't even um, know what happens at level nine. I get an ability score increase. So one question. Uh, you don't necessarily need it now or you can you can wait for it until the next episode but uh also looking at our uh, recording time we usually go for another say about half hour mm -hmm. um if you guys want to explore the book right now we can we probably will not be able to finish that in half an hour so we can do two things one we prolong that and we go for a little longer or we call it a day right here or we go to halfways the book and then call it a day there I think that's call it a day because the book makes more sense when it's all in one sitting. Mm. I think before we mm -hmm. got very confused. <laughs> that is fair. What do you think, Casariel, John? Yeah. Yep. Agree. I think uh, maybe we can go over what we got from our level up and then call it a day. Uh, sure. So feel free to apply your level up unless it's like a very, very big thing. But go ahead and apply your level up and let's see what you got. Cool beans. Exciting. So exciting. Oh, uh, well so deserved. This was, this was a big, uh, this was a big fight. And I know it was your mom, but still it's a big fight. Oh, I wonder what I just took in terms of spells. <laughs> Sorry. That I'm so glad I don't have to. Reminded me of Sword Art Online. <laughs> he goes, why does your key, why does your game keep kicking my heart in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah for the like for a little bit of time just to um fill in um carol is going to bring boo out and she's just going to be like it's been wonderful my dear wonderful friend but you just aren't that useful at the moment so i'm going to retire you for a little while and basically i'm going to be getting rid of unseen servant for a little while in this level up i'm going to try and um, change it actually else. so i got that spell from the Tome of Strahd, if I could give it to you, then I would somehow. Unseen the ability servant. to use that spell. Yeah, I, I've i never used it. I have it as like a thing that I chose because like I the way mine kind of works is differently. Like it's, it's something that I have access to if maybe a couple levels from now I'm like, okay, I actually feel like I want it back. I can change it out during a level up. So it's not that big of a deal. I just don't use it ever. <laughs> So um, how this works is from the Tome of Strat, every single time you guys finish up an episode. Oh, from the Tome of Strat, just, yeah. Yeah, from the Tome of Strat, I roll, a, uh, I roll a, a dice, a d6, and check whether or not one of the three of you gets something special from Because at the end of the chapter, you get a spell, right? Mm -hmm. um, that way, Unseen Servant landed with Casario. I am fully okay with, during this level up, if you want to sort of like hand that over to Karna. So if you get it from the Book of Strat, thereby relinquishing it from your spell slots, ah. that's fine. I'm okay. cool with that if you guys are if you guys want to do. That. Yeah, and then you can cast it at will. Oh, no perfect! Yeah, then absolutely. That is so perfect. Boo disappears so and on like on your right side, he appears again. There you go. Yeah, he he kind of goes from being like <laughs> this. Um, when I put like the cloak over him, he is like the little like napkin with holes in it. He's like a little ghost that floats around. <laughs> uh, when the napkin goes back over him, he looks more like a Dracula type thing <laughs> because he's from the Tome of Strahd. Vampire. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. Your little cape now. Um. Oh, John. Uh, this ring. You were. It was. You know. It, it was Asha. When we got it, but it um it regenerates health every ten minutes. I think. 
As someone that's on the front lines, this should be yours. And I'll take it off and present it to him. Um, if, do you have anything that protects you aside from your own abilities? Well, uh, <laughs> what more do I need? <laughs> Sanoon and my <laughs> John holds up the Wand of Wonder and the the skeleton of accuracy and the fey staff uh do you like staffs oh, oh the, what does the skeleton do again which bolt no the skeleton gives yes, me right. no the skeleton gives me a plus oh. one uh to accuracy and he he okay. slowly tucks that back into his <laughs> pocket <laughs> <laughs> I kind of need that. <laughs> just stupid staff, then, eh? You just offering uh, me that dumb staff of yours, well, or the or the ring of the, that was not, character, <laughs> or the ring, or the ring of not dying. You could why not have that? No, no. Your... I mean, we should all want this, but I, I think, I think since you rush into danger, you have to be close to someone to hurt it for the most part. Someone, yeah, but somebody else is always keeping watching my back. Um, out of, out of character, don't you want to keep the ring? No, I mean, yeah, oh, it's, it's a, like, it's not legendary, but what is it, like, a, right below that? Yes, but you're the tank, but so, I, I've, if you want it, I'll I've, give it to you, and you can give me the staff of cure wounds, and I won't have to use my spell slots to cure you guys, I can just use my spell slots to murder to, things. To be fair, yeah, she's, she's very good yeah. at murdering things, yes. being a murderer. Of course. Well, I, I was I was actually considering that you keep the the ring, and you use the staff so that you don't have to worry about using your energy to heal us. Plus, the ring of regeneration does allow you to regrow body parts that you've lost within one yeah, to six I'm days. Yeah, I'm concernicus about why it's so important that I need to regrow body parts. Like, I don't want to lose any body parts. That's number one. Like, let's not do that. I like <laughs> all the body parts. I mean, you, you take insurance in the unfortunate event that something does happen, right? Not to prepare for the fact that it will. So his ring is sort of like insurance. So Kassara mm, uh, like draws the ring back as that thought hits her. Yeah. Like, oh, really? You know, one arm or something would not be a good look on me at all. No, I think. But in all honesty, here, and he holds out the staff and gives you the staff. Are you sure you don't want this? This can be very useful. And it's for the feign thing mm -hmm. with all the gems. And the right to bear arms. I only have one. <laughs> I'm concerned why we need to worry about this regrowing body parts situation. Really am. Uh, I don't know. Listen, he holds up his wand of wonder and he goes, this thing could probably heal us if I try hard enough. If you ever shoot me with that wand, I will kill you. I don't die. You don't know what that does. Exactly. It, so it could very well heal. heal. We don't know. <laughs> okay, you're uh, right. Can't we identify this or something and figure this out? Like, bring this to a science. <laughs> I identified it. I told him. He doesn't care. It shoots birds. It gets rid of, gets rid of crates and it makes situations infinitely worse. And it doesn't That's do anything on... Knows. It doesn't do anything on stone things that I try to move. Same goes for you your also books, turned by the way, something yeah, to stone. Oh, that that book is not mine. That's Carlos, I think. The book yeah, of have, misspells. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, this this thing absolutely useless. It, it it all these spells that it says it has. It does it mage a little armoire. bit differently because it's like yeah. And I'll I'll do like a the mage armoire. Look, pretty dress for you. Pretty dress oh, wait, for you too, John. 
Why don't you, you try tried one you haven't tried? Spells. Yeah. Yes. You should try okay. other spells. I will point at um, Casario and I'll cast message. Oh, <laughs> God. All right. Sure. So, please be massage. Please be massage. So, Carla, you um, you know message, and you know exactly how you need to cast this counter. But looking at this book, and this is where, it, like, you know, looking at this book, it's so different. This book is mm-hmm. like Swahili to your English. It's like, okay, guess this will work as well. So you do the wavy arm hand thing, and you speak the words that are in the book. And as you do, um, there is this giant veiny hand that appears behind Casario that starts giving her a massage for ten minutes. There you um, go. Casario, you get four temporary hit points out of that. Veiny hand? <laughs> mm. I'm wonderful. I can just imagine it's like the, the fingers are just slowly. I don't like uh, it. Uh, no, uh. I don't like it. Nope. I don't like it. The hand is like slightly too large to give you a comfortable massage, but it's still kind of comfortable. So you get four uh, like temporary hit points. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. There you go. You're welcome. So That's for, what it does. For my level mm-hmm. up, I got two points in extreme charisma, bringing me up to a total of 20. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. And so now with that, plus my <laughs> proficiency, I have a plus 11 with my maul, which goes down to plus six if with great weapon master. Christ. Very happy about that. Oh. Are you sure I, you don't I, want to try another spell, Carla? I hit things good. Oh, please oh. just do it. Carla, do it. Yes. Okay, what are my options? I'm, okay, what are my options in terms of spells? Like, I know that you can't so, give me the actual what they are, but I want the options. So in the book, in the book, you read a total of the following spells. Message, mage armor, hold person, speak with dead, ice storm, teleport, wish, fireball, and magic missile. Let's go balls to the wall. If you want to target something, there there are targets outside. Yeah, let's go balls to the wall. I'm going to cast wish. I'm going to be like, I wish. I wish you hadn't done that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I wish Strahd gets a silly little hat on him right this instant. He doesn't know why. That's what I'll say as I cast wish. You know what, John? I'm going to go ahead and keep this ring. Something tells me I um, should keep the ring. Sorry. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, wait, yeah. you have a ring? <laughs> so tell me one more time what the wish is that you just cast. I said, I wish Strahd gets a silly little hat on him right this instant because it would be funny and it would confuse him. That's my wish. A couple of miles away from where you are right now, Atop one of the dark spires of Castle Ravenloft. <laughs> Strahd is looking out over his land, taking in the cold air and watching as the thunder rolls in over this beautiful but distraught land. Strahd turns around on his balcony to walk back in. And as he does, a sponge appears right next to his face starts to wash him for a minute. Strahd is really confused as to what has just happened to him. Okay, so, that, so I say that and nothing happens and I'm like, it's useless. Utterly useless. <laughs> you don't know that this happened. 
How would we know if... Oh, never mind. There's that, yeah, but I do feel like if it did happen, he'd know it's us and he'd come and he'd rip our heads off, so... He has no idea. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got a sponge bath. Good for him. <laughs> she yeah, he's just been vigorously clean for a minute, so... <laughs> I'll whirl around and I'll point at John and I'll go, hold person. <laughs> Done this before. Wait, wait, wait. You cast it at John? I'll cast it at a dummy because you looked no. very excited about no, that. No, no, no. Cast it at John. Yeah, cast it at John. Could this be like so a... He's, he's in the process of drinking a, gl a glass of whatever wine. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> John, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I'm very wise. So sorry. I am the the most wise. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, I'm actually not bad. Uh, except for when I roll like that. I get an eight. Okay. I, I rolled a four. So, <laughs> to set, it, set it the stage here. So John is just standing there trying to be classy with a glass of wine in his hand, which, you know, you can imagine how classy that looks on John. I oh, know. He, he's hold, he's holding the glass like it's a mug. Not yeah. Hot. So, So as you take a sip, Carla just points at you and casts hold person. Um, oh. Unfortunately, instead of that, you just flick into almost like you basically close like a book halfway as your body as she casts fold person on you. Um, and you take, hang on. Uh, you take 13 points of damage because she folded you in half. I'll immediately I, heal them and be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I spilled my wine. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a fabulous bow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best yeah, one. You, it looks, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. Why is everything we're upside fine. down? Mm -hmm. he, he's literally 180 degrees at the waist. His head's looking up. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. So it's <laughs> Spaceballs, you know? No? Yes. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's exactly one. what went through my mind. Oh. So if you so wish, you could do one more. Oh, yeah, I could do one. Oh, yeah, because I've got three a day. All right, why not? Yeah. Let's so have message, fun with it. Mage armor, magic hold missile. person, speak with dead, ice storm, teleport, wish, fireball, and magic missile. Well, which one do you think? I'm going magic to missile. hold a book out to John, and I'm like... You pick. So, magic missile, all right? I'll turn to the dummy and cast magic missile at it. Okay. Um, so, as you cast that, Space spell balls. takes take, takes a physical form as you cast magic rissole, and you shoot for three deliciously baked circular balls of minced meat that hit the target, but don't really do any damage. You can eat it, though. We found our new pie business, everybody. Three chairs. We've done it. We've managed to... Oh, this is incredible. I'm Are going they to go delicious, and I'm going to try. Yeah, all three of them. I'm going to try a little bit. Yeah. Let's see if they're good. It tastes really good. Ooh. New pies. Oh, business is back. We've got generals. We've got an We're going to get an army. We're going to get a flaming sword. We're going to get undead paladins. And we're going to have a pie business. We're going to have all the gold in the land. This is... Incredible. How many of those do we do again? Three of them. Uh, so three, three oh. for three. Yeah, so that's going to be, we can sell exactly nine a day, but if we don't sell all of them because I'm more, but then that's it. That's incredible. That's great. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh. At least we have a plan for e-commerce, getting that back up and running. Perfect. <laughs> it's not as if I have 250 gold on right now. I need more. <laughs> yes. Oh, of course. Um, so I've finally done my level up. Sorry, I took like so long with that, but I took no worries. Um, um, raise dead because that's what I was trying to allude to. With you're gonna make so many friends in this party with that. <laughs> it is specifically to raise my undead army against Strahd. I will not use that to generally. I I like more chaos type play anyway, so it's fine. Um, and I swapped out unseen servant for a heat metal. Oh yes! Oh nice! Oh, I love that one. Yes. That because is one I'm of the most undervalued. Like, yeah, that's one of the yeah. most undervalued spells. Oh. I'm like, it, it's very handy in combat if you play it cleverly. But also in my head, I literally am always like, I want to make a cute little trinket for my party members. But Carla wouldn't know how to do that. But if she learns how to heat metal, she can do that. So I like, mm-hmm. I want to make little like necklaces and stuff like that for us. So I think that'd be good fun. point. Yeah. So uh, did you pick already, Casario? Um, so I get to change out my spells all the time. I did get new spells, yep. um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing specific for me. So like no extra Love. attributes, no extra features, just, I get one more spell slot, what's, which uh, will change out all the time. What's one of your, so at level nine, you get what? Fifth level spells. What's one of the biggest spells there? Oh, that wait, you're, do I? I think so, right? Yes. Cause I am yeah. raised at this fifth level. Yeah. So you got a fifth oh, level heck. spell slot now. Oh, um, I took Dawn just quickly. Amazing. Good Mm -hmm. pick. (laughs) Yeah, which I think is, I don't think it's daylight. That's so thematic too. Yeah. Like we've got Dawn, we've got Moonbeam, Mm -hmm. all the radiant stuff. Yeah, I, so I got Scrying, um, which I I had Clairvoyance before. I'm not exactly 100% sure of the difference between the two, but I'll look it up. But I think both of those take like a special artifact. So maybe we'll have to be on the hunt for that. Because I think like being able to see what our opponents are doing before will give so think, us a big advantage. I think with scrying, yeah, you have to have like a thing from that area, or you have to have been there, or something like that. Be familiar with right. it, yeah. Right. Well, you've been in Strahd's castle. I have. You've we've mm-hmm. we've eaten dinner there. I am familiar there. with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, very cool. Awesome. And what about you, John? I got an ability score increase. That's that's the biggest thing for me. I I got plus five to my charisma now. Um, <laughs> and so I can hit things harder. I, my saves are better. Um, if, and in two levels, we're going to start talking auras. Love it. <clears throat> so as the night slowly draws closer, Carla, I imagine that you will start reading from the book. And how long did you say that you spend on that from your long rest? Two to three hours. Two hours, I think, is the general one I go for. So, yeah. All right. Let me give one dice roll for that, because as you get further into the book, it does get increasingly harder. Uh, but yeah, that is... Uh, that's still enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you read the next couple of pages in the book, and as before, you turn these pages and you show them to Esmeralda, and they look almost like you were not wearing your glasses or like, you know, book is too far away. Like, it's very hazy to look at almost as if the mist is playing with it. But as you try to focus on the letters, know what you've read before, the letters will start slowly hitting the pages. And as you're looking at it, you see 
a sentence forming, and it says, I wish you had someone like Tachana. He enthused at me. Oh, but I will, I thought. The book slowly envelops you into darkness and vaguely in the background you hear the sound of an organ. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh boy. So you should we need one more spell in that book of misspells that just is blur. But whenever you cast it, everything just looks blurry for a little while from, from your perspective. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> uh, anyway. Awesome. Oh, oh this my was a God. Rough session. Marissa. Hey, hey, hang on. Uh, yeah? I'm sorry. Marissa, please tell, tell us tell us how you feel after that. Are you okay? Um, <laughs> no, emotionally distraught, distrusting of our DM, more distrusting of our DM. Um, yeah, no, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh, I'm doing my job. I see that coming. <laughs> Um, I definitely was not thinking we we're going to have to, I, I definitely thought maybe she was like a spy, but never was I like, okay, you're going to have to kill your mom like that. I made some plans here, all these plans, nowhere in there was how to kill your mother. So that was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was crazy. New show. You how I killed your mother. Save. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned how I killed your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, right. Man. That wraps up episode thirty-two. That was great. Yeah, it and was. like you two, like that entire interaction of like listening to Casario and her mother. Like, you're fucking incredible. You're yeah. amazing. Yeah, that like, was seriously. that was awesome. Yeah, Casario, like you know, hands down, you did so well. That was a well, amazing interaction. Incredible job planning all of this. Definitely, thank God Casario is like a stiff upper lip. Type, you know, because I wanted to be like, <laughs> mommy, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good point, Eileen. Yeah, yep. Uh, all right. Well, next week we uh go into episode 33, tipple uh, double threes. Uh, for Ooh. um, yeah, we'll start off with uh, a new episode in the diary of Strahd, and from there on, the uh, yeah, whatever you guys choose to do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. Uh, Oof. Yeah. No more Mr. Nice Guy now. Yeah. We're planning army shit now. Ooh. And I know what you're thinking. Kasara was never nice before. <laughs> she was she was trying. She was I hear ya. It's gonna be even worse now. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was. She played patty cake with kids. No, that was uh that was warm and fuzzy, basically. Amazing moment when in, in of like turning from like this purple shining beacon to this dark force that was uh that was awesome yeah. mm -hmm. mm. i'm glad you liked it i uh, i've been like you know 32 episodes in this is one of those things like when you when you're prepping for for a campaign like this there's a couple of anchor points that you need to prep 32 episodes before you get there this is one of them and for the longest time, I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, okay, your mom is going to be a pivotal point in this story, but what to do with her? 
Yeah. And I finally settled on this. And as you got closer and closer, I was so afraid of this episode. As a DM, like honestly, like you can you control the story for a portion of it, but you hope that this lands the way that you intend it. And looking back on today's episode, it was so epic. You guys did so well. And this was just it was phenomenal. And I can't wait to to get like to the final leg of this of this uh, campaign and see what you guys make of it in the end. But yeah, this was uh, it was great to see this as a DM to see what, what you guys did. It was awesome. Detect her evil and good. That was inspired. Oh, incredible. Inspired. Smart. <laughs> yeah, I never packed that because John had it, but he's unreliable now that Escher takes over. So <laughs> good point. Yeah. <laughs> Back on the menu. <laughs> All right. So next week, episode 33. Make sure to join us next week. Same time, same place on Twitch. If you can't, you can watch us obviously on YouTube or you can listen to us on all the uh, different podcast platforms. So if you have Spotify, if you have Google, Google Podcast or Apple or uh, well, a couple of others, the last of them even, we have an account. All so feel free to uh, join us over there. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, you can also join our Discord, which you can find either on YouTube or on Twitch. There's links over there. Um, so feel free to join us over there. And we hope to see you again next week with episode 33, The Curse of Strahd. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another incredible session of The Gilded Flask Presents The Curse of Strahd. Now, if you like our content, you might like more of our content. So check out our TikTok or Instagram for funny D&D memes and also highlights from the stream. All of our past episodes are stored on YouTube with a new one coming out every Monday. And if you want the live experience, get in the chat, meet some really cool people. You can check us out on twitch.tv slash thegildedflask on Saturdays. Where will our adventures take us next? Who knows? But I hope you're along for the ride. So thank you so much and have a good night.